everyone, and welcome to the NovaCast, a Digimon rewatch experience. I'm Sloan. I'm Mina. And I'm Tom. And today we have episodes 30 and 31 of Digimon Frontier. I almost forgot. You're already feeling it, Sloan. You, you, I'm already feeling feel it. The, the enthusiasm <laughs> just radiating off. <laughs> These were some episodes this week. I'll just I'll say that. We'll get into them, but. Yeah. These were episodes in the loosest, barest sense of the word. One of them was an episode. The other, mm, not less, 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 uh, less of that. So, yeah, it's frontier. It's frontier, people. We know what we're we, we know yeah. what we're dealing with by now. At, at this point, if you don't know what you're getting into, then that's that's kind of more your fault than anyone else's. Yeah, totally. But we are nonetheless here to do the task of chronicling. <laughs> <laughs> these episodes slash not episodes and we're not going to stop now so someone has to do it and unfortunately th- those people are us so yes absolutely but before that we have some news because anime expo just happened our good friend digimon survive digimon survived anime expo we're pretty Bond sure i remember that digimon exists yeah that's nice there was some cool Digimon stuff there, apparently. Like, there was, like, a little guidebook talking about, like, all the stuff, like, from the past and the present. And there was also some interviews and some panels about the Digimon Survive. So, I would like if we could just, you know, talk about that real quick. I can cover some of, like, the, the big points from this uh, panel and interview. Go because, for it. you know, yeah, do it. we are rapidly approaching. We're We're less than three weeks away at this point from Digimon Survive actually releasing. I won't believe it until it's in my hands. But Yeah, same uh, here. <laughs> you know, there we go. I won't believe uh, it until I've beaten all the roots. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, 100%. Uh, also, although I am kind of scared because at the moment I'm not sure if it will, where I will make the time for it. Uh, but yeah, I think I think having it is the most important part, and then and then the actual playing of it part. It yeah, can come later, I, but. I was like the the entire um, time, like the last the last couple of months, I've been sitting there like agonizing, like, oh, how am I going to afford this game when like you know I've got like rent and bills like right after it comes out, and then I remembered <laughs> I've got a copy of Pokemon um, Shining Pearl that's worth like forty bucks trade in value at EP Games. Hey, so. hey, excellent. That's, so that's there a good we... way of approaching that. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. I'll, I'll trade in every a, a sales a win. Per... Yeah, I'll trade in a mediocre remake for a good game I want to support. Yeah. I'm not sure how much Arceus is going for. Or Arceus or whatever. Um Arceus is good. I wouldn't I I I haven't traded in a game in like probably like seven or eight years, so I don't think I would trade No, like, me neither. Me neither. Even I made some bad for, I don't think I would trade Arceus in. I made some bad trading decisions, or like ones that I kind of regret, even though realistically I won't be playing the games anyway. Like uh the the main one that kind of sticks out like a like kind of a problem for me is um when I traded in uh, my Zelda Collector's Edition disc, like the GameCube, oh. like Ooh. yeah, yeah. Well, fun fact though, um, those versions of those get well, the the NES games are fine, but the versions of the game of those games on that disc aren't great. Uh, and you know, like there are a billion ways to play Ocarina of Time of Joe's Mask at this point. Thank- thankfully, yeah, they're but, uh, they're not they're not mask. great. But for years, that was the only way to play Majora's Mask. <laughs> so. It sure was. Yes, I remember the Wii, <laughs> I remember the Wii Virtual Console release finally happening. I mean, like, yeah, finally. Yeah. Um, See, I, I never owned an N sixty four. Like, I just I, every N sixty four game I've ever played, I played at a, a friend or relative's house, um, or like you know through um, virtual console 
<laughs> with an asterisk yes. next to it. The original um, Virtual Console. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so I, that was the, the, the first time I had ever played Majora's Mask, so after I already played Wind Waker and whatever. Um, and yeah, like it's it was it was a good time, even even if you know there was like a half second delay on every input, and uh, it generally was a bit awkward. Yeah, I, my favorite memory of that game is uh, when I one time I was playing it. I'm not sure if it was my first playthrough or what. It's, that kind of get kind of kind of gets a bit blurred with that game because of the whole timeline thing and and all that. But I. Uh, I remember getting the bow in the first temple, uh, and then the game just immediately like hard crash. Uh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, that, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also the music in like clock time just being like, <laughs> like just really, really good. Anyway, uh, well, yeah. So that's my regret. So don't don't trade anything you regret. But yeah, listen, I, I don't listen, think I'm, you will. I'm right there with you. When I was when I was a kid. Um, my family was not very wealthy, so getting a new game was like an event. If I wanted a new game outside of like a relative yep. gifting me one for like birthday or Christmas, I had to like either I had to either scrounge every penny I had or trade stuff in. And I remember, tra- <laughs> oh, this is me just sound like such a fucking idiot. I remember <laughs> in 2011, I think, trading in my copies of Mario Galaxy One and Two <laughs> for a copy of Infamous Two on the PS3. Oof. Um, and I actually kind of oh, like no. Infamous 2, but like no, it's it's a good game. But like I traded in two games that I would very much Is rather it? have, yeah, <laughs> like to to replay or just like even just for like sentimental yeah. value. Yeah, because Infamous they, 2. Yeah, Infamous 2 probably like well, I don't know actually. I don't I don't think they remastered that or anything. But like no. you know, when it comes to Nintendo games, you don't know when they get re released. Hey, maybe maybe they'll do a collection of some things and leave one of those games off uh, yeah. in the case of Galaxy Two. Like, why would so, they do that? That sounds yeah. ridiculous. But also, on the other hand, it's also way easier to uh, acquire those games and play them <laughs> in, <laughs> in, in other fashions than it is PS3 games. So, yeah. Hey-ho. Um, but like, you know, there there was some some kind of weird thrill to trading in games when you lived in a small town because you just walk into like yeah. like you, we have to we have to drive half an hour to get to the closest DB games, which is like the only game store in the area. Um, and because it was like you know the only game store in an area surrounded mostly by country towns and bedroom communities, <laughs> you got some really weird like secondhand games in there. So like, yeah. sometimes I would walk in and trade in like you know a bunch of like GBA and DS games that no one's probably ever heard of and no one will ever hear of again, and it would pick up stuff like um, Wario: Master of Disguise or <laughs> uh, or, yes. Beat, or Beat City, which was THQ's attempt at making a Rhythm Heaven game. Um, and like yeah, like I think I my ex- horizons probably expanded a lot <laughs> from yeah. like you know buying secondhand games at this this weird um, kind of central EV games in the middle of several small communities, including my own. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I I very similar experiences. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, uh, Sloan, I just talking about the news coming out of Anime Expo. Uh, and like some of the interviews that were going around from Digimon, I think there was an interesting one about story, about like potential, yeah, coming yeah, so interesting story. Do we, do you have that on your on your list? Of yes. Things? So uh, there's one thing that I want to say first, like beforehand, just covering it. Um, so Habu, uh, what's his? Let me check his last name because I I want to get this right. Uh, Habu Kazumasa. So Habu-san talked about how. Um, there, so there's going to be, like, karma roots between, like, 
and now it'll like affect like digivolutions primarily of the main character um not so much of like your other characters though other characters they said like will have branching evolutions it sounds like uh, another interesting thing was that so digimon survive uh was meant to be like an indie game in scope and size essentially and that was why they worked with like a developer with a small team but that didn't work out well so they ended up going with like their new team and all the delays and stuff but he said that the se- the the current product that was made by the second team is what he wanted from the very beginning um so i think that's pretty i i think that's very exciting that he seems so excited and like yeah this this is what i wanted is this second product like that has me pretty that's, excited that's, for it that's heartening yeah like it, it's always nice to see someone's vision um you know get fulfilled whether that's from an increase in scope or budget or even just like you know uh work power yeah i wonder what it's like for uh, for that if if like as a creator if you're putting something out there in the world and maybe you're not sure if it's going to be like going to land or not or, or what have you i'm not sure if like would you rather like, like he's in a position right now have you uh have you is where he can essentially if it's bad it's kind of like oh it was well okay i, I my ideas are bad or whatever or in this case his ideas about he can't really deflect blame really can he yeah. but but alternatively this could have been a case where namco looked at it and went actually we think it'd be better if I don't know he had a gun and or whatever I don't know. There's there's a bunch of fetch quests. So I don't know. Like yes, give give Habu a gun. Give Agumon a gun. That's what I was thinking of. But yeah, <laughs> um, um, which I guess he does kind of get as he digivolves. But anyway, never mind. Um, but the um, the point is is that like I don't know. Would it be better to like have it get kind of like mangled and then be able to blame someone if it's bad i don't know i'm just i'm just i'm just no yeah but spitballing out loud here but um it's uh just interesting to think about um it's cool that he made it to the finish line in like a un- well i don't know if uncompromised is the word but it sounds almost appropriate based on what he said in the interviews so yeah that's interesting and, and good on them i guess good on everyone uh... involved he also mentioned some some inspirations he had. He was influenced by the Summon Night series as uh, oh, talking about shit. Bandai that's Namco a, titles. That's a fucking poll. Holy cow. I don't know what that is, so, so I can't okay. comment. It was a series of 2D action RPGs on the Game Boy Advance and DS. See, this is the kind of thing that I say... Well, you. I discovered so many games that no one has ever heard of and no one will ever hear of again because of there we go we're tying it all together to a small um a yeah. small town uh EV games and yeah like the, I only played the first two I think they made two more I'm not 100 percent sure there's but about, the, there's like, like there's like four games in that series or five yeah. or something there's quite okay, a lot so yeah I I only played the first two on GBA um because I had read about them in, in Nintendo Power, and then I saw them at the store, and I was like, oh, Nintendo Power said these were good. Uh, I'll try them out. And, like, yeah, like, that's... I would not have, like, thought to make that comparison, but, like, I... Hey, I mean, I guess that means they're going for a very particular style and, and you know, gameplay, if that's what they're they're comparing it to. I mean, honestly, I kind of... I, some of the, like, footage I've seen so far, especially with the mix of, like, strategy and VN... It has a, it has a kind of like, the tone is completely different, but it has kind of like the same feel as like a Sakura Wars, or like Sakura Taizen, I guess, because yeah. uh, like the original strategy thank games. You, not... Thank you for respecting the the name differences. 
I'm just kind of thinking, did, how, how do I differentiate what I'm talking about from like the action game reboot that they did? Um, but the yeah, that, that's that's kind of the feeling I got. Um, also, Summer Night is one of those things I know just because I have like a vague working knowledge of of the many misadventures of Big <laughs> Island. Uh, so you have an approximate uh, knowledge of many things. Approximate <laughs> knowledge of things, including uh, working working design and and Vic Island and oh Gaijin works sorry Gaijin works is what I'm thinking of anyway that's a whole other thing um but yeah the um there was there was more to that one there was, there was yeah. quite a few so he also thing. noted Utawa re... I'm gonna butcher this I'm, <laughs> my apologies Utawa Utawaremono Utawa... yes say that again say. for to, to make it clear on the, the audio Utawaremono Yes, so that was also one of his big inspirations and influences, which I I hear a lot of good things about that too. Yeah, I I know I know some people who will be very very excited about that comparison. Unfortunately, I am not yet one of them, but I, it's on my list. I promise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I, I, we we've I, learned I, I, I that no Habusan has taste. Yeah, yeah. I, I like when they can pull like and cite like very specific inspirations, and also when they don't pretend that they don't have any, which always yeah, gets on my nerves. That, when that they... always, yeah, that always bothers me a lot too. Like I think it's it's better to wear your inspirations on your sleeve um, than try to claim that you're entirely original and special and whatever. Yeah, like I gla- I'm glad like Nintendo came out there and or like the the people who worked in Breath of the Wild came out there and said, yeah, we love Skyrim <laughs> when when that <laughs> game was like coming out slash after it come out uh, yeah, i wish like, someone's always a super cool thing yeah i wish someone there would fess up that they played a lot of far cry 2 or something as well but uh, <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to happen link has to take his malaria vaccines <laughs> <laughs> yes he's after the jackal um yeah and then there's the story tidbit i suppose yeah and i, I do want to say one thing because there was a very interesting part in sort of digimon as a concept that was talked about in this interview uh it's an interview at Noisy Pixel. Uh, Azario Lopez interviewed uh, Habusan. Very good interview. It, it talked a lot. The the panel was a lot of sort of similar, you know, like they're talking about like, they were similar in that they're talking a lot about like the same inspirations and sort of how uh, Kakudo from Adventure and all the way up to Frontier has sort of influenced the game and whatnot. So I want to go over this quick uh, little brief bit that Habu talked about. When uh, the question was talking about, like, I have to ask, am I going to cry during this game? And he mentioned that he didn't want to make everyone cry, <laughs> stuff like that. But he wanted to go into the idea of, like, wh- how the Digimon player base has their own idea of what a Digimon is. And he says, with this title, I've been trying to give everyone an answer to, what is a Digimon? This new story is based on this, which gives players a chance to c- come to that conclusion. I had the opportunity to speak with the director of Digimon Adventure, Hiroyuki Kakudo, and we discussed why the word Digimon comes from the words Digital Monster. Kakudo-san shared that the naming doesn't really mean anything right now since this series was created over 20 years ago during a time when the name was only meant to reflect the monsters that people see in the digital world. The fans now who have access to laptops and cell phones understand the word digital more than ever before. But when the series was created, we didn't have that foresight. We na- we see now that Digimon could be more of a being in this regard. I think that's pretty interesting how they're trying to get into like this core idea of like what Digimon are and like what that means, especially in a very present-day context. And especially because stuff like Ghost Game and this game sort of seems to make them out to be like a little more mystical in a way. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It seems like they're really downplaying the like digital aspect of things in this one, which I don't mind at all. Uh, that that part of the series has always been kind of nebulous to me. It always felt like a very much like a 
you know, they're not, you know, it's, it's fun to joke about Digimon being an isekai or whatever, <laughs> but uh, it's not really, it's not exactly sword art online, is it? It's more just like, there's another world and it just so happens to be accessed via computers sometimes. <laughs> so, okay then. So I, I like that they're digging into that a little bit more by the sounds of it. Yeah, and so he also talked about um, Digimon Story. Uh, they have several. They say about the Digimon series, they have several projects in development. One being the Story series, which is like a large project yes. in comparison to Survive. So they're waiting a while to ensure it's like a quality before they want to reveal it. And he like he wanted to focus on completing Survive first before like going whole hog with the Story game, which I'm pretty excited. I mean, like he seems very happy with how survive has been turning out despite the delays so i'm really excited to see what they're going to come at us with with digimon series with digimon story yeah yeah i think like historically digimon story games have been my favorite um in this in the franchise like i've i've only played like two world games and like i played the mmo for a bit i played one of the mobile games for a bit uh the one that was like a a card game uh, digimon heroes um, but I have played almost every story game that's been released in English, even a couple that haven't been released in English, and they've been great. <laughs> I I really love that series. Yeah, yeah. Even with even with the like, I oh, know. Sorry, I'm thinking like Digimon World. I was gonna say even with the weird history it's had over here, and I think yeah, some I of mean, the renamings. But that that's Im- world. That's world. Yeah, like it was. It's important to note that like some Digimon story games did get renamed to Digimon World in in English. Yeah, yeah. Like no. That's- yeah, the story games have been pretty consistently like traditional RPGs, uh, as far as I'm, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, like um, like the the the, the two best DS ones, uh, Dusk and Dawn, um, were released in Japan as Digimon Story Sunburst and Moonlight, um, but they came out in English as Digimon World Dusk and Dawn, which is you know a misnomer because they're the ones that are actually like you know SMT style turn based RPGs and not you know virtual pet raising simulators. Yeah. But Digimon, Digimon World, like even on the PlayStation, you had Digimon World, which was, well, a Digimon World game, <laughs> um, yeah. and then you had Digimon World Two, which is basically a mystery dungeon game. So and yeah, uh, Digi- Digimon yeah. World Three, which was like a, a full on like RPG, like big story type deal. Interesting. So yeah, um, but the Digimon Story proper, I love Cyber Sleuth. Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, please just do that again, but like, take it seriously a bit. Like when it comes to like some of the localization. Polish- localization absolutely uh just general polish would be nice it, it was it was fun to play it on ps4 and that and i feel like the original like models and so on that they did for the vita version like the original like were really strong uh, even when they first revealed it it was like damn this looks really nice but like in practice it did kind of feel a bit like playing a ps2 game <laughs> so <laughs> i would like them to like you know um uh, I don't know, Namco kind of just goes all out lately with their games, it feels like. It's like either it's something where it's like quite obviously, you know, sort of budget or they're just like polishing up something that already exists, like Klonoa, I guess. Um, or it's, or it's like Klonoa. Klonoa sweep. Everyone who's listening, <laughs> you better buy Klonoa. Uh, fan, Phantom uh, Re- Reverie. Fantasy Reverie series. Sloan, for every Klonoa? platform you can. What? Did you buy Klonoa Sloan? I'm I don't have the money for it. I, I downloaded <laughs> the demo. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't ask. Um, uh, I play. I, I I have it, but I'm good. Thank too you. busy with other game right now. So See, the thing uh, is, the the other game was basically my one big purchase for the year. Otherwise, I, I 
But as soon as I can get Klonoa, I will get Klonoa. It's okay, Mo- so I'm just I'm just poking gentle fun because I, I literally <laughs> just said like 10 minutes ago, I'm not sure if I'll be able to afford Digimon Survive. So. Hey, neither will I, so valid. Or, yeah, I, or, we we yeah. gotta shill stuff because we gotta make up for not being able to afford it ourselves. Exactly. I, I guess I'm I guess I'm kind of fortunate that I can, but like it's more like a I should probably I have I have been spending a lot of money lately, and I would like to not. So uh, yeah, I think I'll like, I think I will probably I, I look I have a choice now between getting Digimon Survive and getting Xenoblade Three. I think I'm gonna cancel. I haven't done it yet, but I think I'm gonna cancel my Xenoblade Three pre-order just because I'm not even sure why I placed it. To be honest, <laughs> like, I want <laughs> to play that game. Digimon Survive sweep. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Swept up in the height. <laughs> but yeah, you you recently you recently kind moved of. flats too, right? Uh, well, that was like a year ago now, but I've, you, I've you been bought doing the computer. A, I bought this yeah, big right. computer. Um, today, I've had to replace my fridge, which is fun. Ooh, thankfully, that oof. wasn't like a. Thankfully, it wasn't like a as much money as it could have been. It's only a small one, but it was annoying. And I was like, yeah, that's that's rough. Yeah, no, it's so, like I've. Yeah. I was there last year as well, like in you know moving into a new place and having to buy tons of new shit that you forgot you needed. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, yeah, so, it's okay. rough. It's rough. Just trying to pace myself and all that, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, I I hope um Namco does like, you know, Ace Combat Seven, like Tales of Arise. Um, there's been a few things lately that put out where it's like, huh, you've put a lot more into this than I kind of expected to in terms of production value. So hopefully they'll do the same thing with Digimon Story. So yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, I'm hoping. And then last thing, this was from the Q and A panel at Anime Expo. So they talked about the the sort of structure of Digimon Survive. So there's going to be four routes. Three are standard. One is hidden. I think we already sort of knew that. There's going to be 12 chapters. First eight are like locked in and for all of the routes. And then all the differences are mostly from like 9 to 12. And then the hidden route, it can't be done on the first run through. And there's going to be a chapter 13. And not all characters survive depending on the route. And the hidden route has a way to save everyone. But it wasn't guaranteed. It wasn't clarified if that was like part of the plot or like a guarantee or what. So, I'm I'm very excited to see like how those differences are gonna like sort of pan out in the grand scheme. Because like you know like that's always a thing of like how different like are these routes and whatnot like actually gonna be. I'm yeah. I'm I'm really interested. Um, I hope they're not like you know overselling it to try to get people like to you know put money down. Like I don't. There's this weird perception that games need to be like stupid long and have lots of replay value in order to be worth a purchase. Like, yeah, sometimes it's fine for a game to just be a game, and I hope that they're not like you know overselling how different the routes are to try to you know get people who think this is going to be Fire Emblem Three Houses Digimon Edition to jump on board. It is nice at least because you know with this kind of thing, at least you can hit an ending. Like you may be left with the sense that like okay, there's clearly more to this than than I've seen, but you know, if you wanted to, like, stop it there, or even return to it later, you know, you've got decent yeah. stopping points, and I appreciate that in these sorts of games, and uh, yeah, yeah, so that, that's that's always nice. So, um, I'm interested in seeing how it, how it turned out, and also just how it, um, if, if, like, how the combat side of things, like, sort of, if, if that, like, I'm trying to figure the right word here, if this, like, slows anything down, or, or what have you, or, like, how dependent on doing the combat well yeah, uh, it is to get like different routes or whatever. So yeah, yeah I, interesting. I I have, I have a feeling it will be like thirteen sentinels where the um, you know the the gameplay is basically just there so that they can sell it as a game, not a visual novel. <laughs> but yeah, the gameplay in uh, in that was <laughs> well, it sure 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 existed. It was it was fine. 
Because they outright said that the the division of story to gameplay is is like eighty twenty, right? Something uh, like that. Something, yeah. like, something like that. Yeah, like there it is mostly like visual novel compared to like like SRPG type deal. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And, but, hey, I'm I'm always here for a tactics RPG. If you give me some like elevation advantages, if you can let me pick which direction to face at the end of my turn, I'm here for that. Sloane's uh, very hype for um, uh, whatever it's called, Mario and Rabbids Two. I guess I am actually. <laughs> that game, that, 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 game that first was, one was, was really great. good. But guess what? I'm I'm not going to play this new one. I'm going to play the Donkey Kong DLC, which I never played uh, when I got <laughs> the first game. So Donkey Kong DLC is really good. Um, yeah, I should play that. Yeah. What I, I see, what I'm most excited for about that new one is the music, like fucking Yoko Shimomura and Grant Kirkhope on the same. Like soundtrack, that's ridiculous. Gareth Coker as well from from Ori and all that. Um, I oh really? I'll be, I'll, I'll be entirely honest with you. I, I cannot remember even one second of a piece of music from Ori. And I played both of the first two games, but fair enough, fair enough. He did some Minecraft stuff as well, I believe. But yeah, yeah. No, I don't blame you. Um, yeah. Yeah, and no, exactly. no disrespect to him. I think like the music works really well in the game. Like it creates a really nice atmosphere. But like. I could I could hum you know uh, <laughs> yeah, Spiral yeah. Mountain to you right now. I, I could I could you know sing Vegas theme <laughs> from Street Fighter. So yeah. it's it's not in the same level. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> hum the battle theme from Mario and Luigi Dream Team. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> Shimamura shows up. Um, so yeah, no, that's that's cool. Um, is there any more news this week, Sloan? No more news. That's basically it. it was just a lot of cool. Digimon survive stuff, and still can't believe that game is coming out. But I'm I'm ready for it. I'm very ready for that game to to finally exist. Yes, the, the closest closest long chapter in our in our uh, podcasting careers. <laughs> yeah, finally, yeah, finally, end of the running joke. <laughs> yeah, Digimon Survive will actually come out before we finish Frontier, and I didn't think that was going to happen. Fuck. Yeah, me neither. To be honest, <laughs> I wouldn't have put. Did I like? Hey, listener, if someone let me know, did I like make like a, a promise? That I have to like eat a hat or something. Like if if it comes out before we finish, I'm, I'm checking, I feel like I made I'm, some I'm, sort I'm, of I'm, like I'm promise. Checking, I'm checking the records. Uh, it was actually two hats. You said you did two you hats. Said you hats. Two hats. Yes. Okay. Yes, so. Yeah, I'll I'll make sure to get on that. So <laughs> as Shall I we get my two hats ready, yes, Tom. Would you like to take the first episode of Digimon Frontier for us? I sure would. Um, so this is episode 30 of Digimon Frontier called Oh Brother, Who Art Thou? Reference to that film? Book? I don't know. Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? What is that? Is that a book or a film? Or is so that a Shakespeare film, quote? Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, it's so, yeah, it's... It's a it's a Coen Brothers movie that came out around the same time yes. as um as this episode did. Um, that, that's right. But I believe on one second. I'm just gonna double check. I'm just gonna double check. Um, <laughs> okay, so it, the first recorded instance I can see is that it was the name of an episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> oh, of course, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it is. I think it might be a Shakespeare thing or something like that, or like a quote from. Well, a it's play. like oh, oh, Romeo, where are where for? Okay, so here, here we go. Okay, they did a bit more digging. Um, there was an, a, a film that came out in uh, 1941 called Sullivan's Travels, which prominently featured a fictional book called Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Jesus. Okie dokie. 
All right. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> this episode is called <laughs> "Who Over the Who Art Thou?" Uh, and in Japan, it was called "Soaring Warrior of Darkness Velgamon." Uh, although it's spelled V E L G R M O N. Yes. Well, well. If you can do, do you want to tackle that now, or do you want to tackle that later? Uh, let's talk. Uh, let's do the synopsis first. Let's do that. Okay. And we'll, we'll get into it. So this aired in Japan on November the third, two thousand and two. Uh, that was my birthday. I was ten years old. Oh, and... happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. And, uh, you get, you get a, an episode that's not complete shit for your birthday? How about that? <laughs> there we go. Well, we'll see We'll see what aired in, in English on my birthday. Uh, but <laughs> in English, it's it aired on February the 19th, 2003. Written by Terry Lee O'Malley in English. And in the original, it was written by... Uh, it was written by Yoshimi Narita and directed by Yukio Kaizawa. Thank you very much. Okie dokie, so... I'm... I don't know what I'm going to do, because I, I, I looked ahead, and the IMDb stops crediting the writers and directors past a certain point, so we're just going to have to go in blind. Fair enough, that's fine, we, 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 will, we will get back. We'll credit all to the Digimon Frontier production committee, or, or what have you. <laughs> um, so, so this this episode kind of picks up, not well, it kind of picks up from where the last one left off, but also from where the one before it left off. It's, it's where you have Koji as Beowulfmon chasing after Dustmon, and they're kind of like, you know, in hot pursuit of one another. And then Dustmon is essentially running to, like, hide out of his, and that's where they, him and Beowulfmon clash once again. So Dustmon is very much trying to explain to Koji that, like, you know, just, just Koji's general presence causes him pain, and he doesn't know why, and it's like, but it's our destiny to fight, because you are light and I am shadow, and blah, 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 blah. So they're throwing down, and in the shadows you have Trubimon, kind of just like watching over them and he's he's enjoying this he's, he's got a big smile on his face he's, he's enjoying what's happening here picking up from where the last episode left off with Sakakumon defeated the rest of the group are kind of like all right now what they're not quite sure what to do they kind of just decide well i guess we should find koji patamon kind of takes lead and says i'm gonna go this way and so they all follow they do all eventually sort of go in the general direction of where Dustmon and Beowulfmon are thrown down. Patamon is kind of able to sense, like, oh, I can sense Koji, he's 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 the light boy, <laughs> he calls, <laughs> Patamon calls Koji, he's the light boy, he's this way. But as they get closer, Patamon becomes aware of Cherubimon's presence and is very much intimidated. Cherubimon then throws them all into gay baby jail with a whole bunch of black... Almost controlled spire-looking things that, like, land all around them. Uh, so the, there's a bit of O2 sort of Sloan, if you want to stretch for that. No, it's not enough. No? Okay. <laughs> but so while that's happening... Um... It's not enough. I need TK to punch them all in the face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't say this with me. kind of interferes with the fight between Dustmon and Beowulfmon, because it's kind of not going Dustmon's way. So Trubimon does sort of interfere and claims that the Warrior Darkness is his own creation. So Trubimon then just kind of gives Dustman a, a flashback to the, like, the day he came to the digital world. And this is the opportunity for the audience to learn how Dustman came to be, I suppose. And a basically, okay, all right, screw the mystery. Koji's brother, who's Koji's not aware of, called Koichi. It's yeah, a, bit of a bit of a theme naming there since Ichi means one and G means two. Ooh, ooh very good. So he basically... Came into the digital world, he had a lot of, you know, sadness and whatever in his heart. Trubimon basically said, all right, well, this sucker's mine. And has basically made, turned him into Dustmon. And now Trubimon gives him the beast spirit of darkness. And and he becomes Velgamon and promptly forgets 
what he was just remembering, I suppose. So Velgamon's just like, okay, Koji, you need to die. He's not even interested in Tribumon. He kind of like wafts him away. So Velgamon and Beowulfmon start throwing down. Velgamon's basically able to overpower Beowulfmon. Velgamon's basically just like a giant bird. Like, just like a big, like, sort of skeleton, skeletal-looking bird, but, like, if, not if actually a skeleton. Like, If you've he's... seen the horror movie The Giant Claw, it basically just looks like that. Yeah, it rings a bell for me. I, I've not seen that, so it'll be a different frame of reference, but it, it, it seems kind of familiar. But big, giant, like, demonic-looking brown bird. He's um, so and... cool. I love Velgamon. <laughs> and he kind of sweeps down and, and tries to take out Beowulfmon. Well, Beowulfmon is reverted back to Koji at this point because of battle damage, I guess. And this is the part where his detector falls out of his pocket and the lights sent by Ophanimon basically blasts into Velgamon's face, which prompts a butt-rock montage of Koichi's backstory, <laughs> his mother informing him about having a brother, and then Koichi's like efforts to try and like connect with Koji. Get me the his... shittiest song you have. No, that's too shitty. (laughs) It's uh, so Tom. uh, Yeah, we. I I told you last night that I I want your your live reaction live on stream. (laughs) Let me finish this. I don't want to hear anything beforehand, (laughs) so so give it to us. I mean, okay, I'll finish. I'll finish off by just saying like this interference by Farnimon basically makes Valgamon go. Ah, need to get the hell out of here, Uh, and that's kind of the end of the episode. I was not expecting that song. Uh, that hit me like a ton of bricks. <laughs> like I, I was kind of like looking at the timer for this episode because Sloane, you made the mistake of telling me what when it happens in the episode, and well, I was like, I, I, just I kind I of heard anticipating it a bit that. Beforehand, so is my it, apologies. No, it's not. It's not mistaken. It's not the right word. But uh, I was anticipating something happening for that reason. Um, I was like, wait, okay, someone's going to say a really weird line. Someone's going to say something like. You know, is someone's going to use the word sauce or something? I'm sure, uh, but no, it's nothing like that. Nothing meme-y, uh, uh, meme-ish, I guess. Meme means something else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's instead the uh, just the most completely out of left field, um, friggin' Bon Jovi ass butt rock song imaginable. Took me out like a yeah, just hit me around the head with like a sack of bricks. It was just. Do you want to know the funniest part? <laughs> Um, it's the funniest part. Like no one knows where the hell this song, what the hell this song well, is, or where it came from. Because that's that's part of it. Yeah. Part of it is to this day we do not know the name of the song. We do not know what the singer's name is, and we don't even yeah. know the full lyrics because it's being they, they made the mistake of playing a song with lots of lyrics under a scene that has lots of dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, you need... But the yeah. The yeah, worst thing on. is so in in the in the subversion, the song that's playing in the background during this scene, um, which is a silent scene by the way, like there's no there's no dialogue <laughs> in the Japanese version. Yeah. Um, of course, there's is, not. Uh, Koichi's image song, which is called "On Broken Wings," and from what I can gather from comparing the lyrics of the two songs, it seems like they tried to adapt it, but like made it into like a Nickelback song. It's <laughs> like, so. It's very Chad Kroger, like like it, it, they flew him in, but no, they didn't. But I wouldn't, you know, it, it, it's so it's bad, so, it's bad. It sounds very much like that, like that sort of thing, like it's um, like Creed, maybe. Um, it's it's just very yeah, it's cheesy. It's so it's so weird. Like the lyrics are pretty similar. Like they they kept the meaning of the song, but they changed the tone entirely by making it like like you said, like a 
a butt rock anthem instead of like a you know a, a sad contemplative song about feeling you know like you have no purpose. Yeah, I, I, this this feels like um, you know oh this was the like first draft for the credits theme from Shadow the Hedgehog. Like this isn't <laughs> like except the guitars aren't there. Like it's the vocal. It's only the vocals really that hit. Um, I I yeah I was not expecting this at all. I'm so like like thirsty I guess for this show to do anything interesting um that this kind of like almost kind of appealed to me in the moment but the more i think about it it's like so what it makes me think is it not cool it makes me think that the impetus for this song was a couple of i guess it would be disney executives at this point in the show's life um sitting sitting like in in a room around a table and one of them says what do kids like these days (laughs) like kids like nickelback yeah, like it, it, it legit feels like <laughs> there was no like passion put into this. Like no one wanted to do this. It feels focus tested. Like you know, no, they were I, like, I, I don't, I don't agree. I feel like this was someone's, this was someone on the production team who had like a shit like band they were in on weekends, <laughs> and they were like, let's, let's fucking do it. Let's put our music in, in the anime. Like no one else is gonna listen to it. Let's just do it here. Um, and uh, and here we are. Yeah. Like we need we need a song. We can't just like fill in music like that. They made up a song for this scene. We need to do the same. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's it's weird because it's like nothing about this dub is especially like screamed effort so far. Like you know, it's a very perfunctory uh, perfunctory. Like it's not bad per se, except for a couple of no. You pointed out a couple of instances, Mina, where like the the, the dub does like you know, get anything wrong or what have you. Um, yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about that, that in a second because one of them is in yeah. this episode. Like, the thing I was alluding to last, uh, last episode okay. is, is is laid bare here. Fair enough. So, there is that. But, um, but generally speaking, yeah, compared to, like, previous, you know, compared to Tamers, I'd say this is about on the same level, except, like, you know, they have much better material to work with, so it helped with the dub. I'd say this is, you know, on a similar level of, like, you know, just getting the job done. Um, whereas, like, in Adventure, Adventure and Adventure 02, you had, a, like, you know, they came up with songs and music and all this stuff and so on, and, like, you know, for better or worse. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, this is, like, the first sign of, like, anything even remotely like that in this scene. So, you know, there was that, but... Uh, yeah, just just kind of weird. I'm not sure what you expect me to, how, how you expect me to react to this, but like I just thought you were like gonna like lose your mind a little bit I, just because like I just it, burst hit, out it hits out of nowhere and <laughs> just suddenly here's this like really weird bad Nickelback song during like this new character's like very like melodramatic not melodramatic but it, it comes yeah. off very melodramatic like backstory. This, this feels like the 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 song this scene feels like if you're gonna have a song in it or a piece of music in it it needs to be kind of like melancholic or whatever because the revelations here are like you know here's your human life and it's like hey your mom died and then you learned you had a brother and then like you couldn't connect with him and then you ended up being like and then you you got squid game groomed by like an evil monster like it's not groomed by satan (laughs) yeah basically and like the tone for it should be appropriate but instead you get a song which feels like this is the song someone sings at like you know, a rodeo after Osama bin Laden has been assassinated. Like, this isn't... That's the tone of the scene! That's the kind of song this is. I'm sorry, but this is like some 
ass like war on terror era country ass bullshit like this is that this is that song <laughs> tell me i'm wrong come on it, it does it does have the same energy as that that one song um that, <laughs> that one song that was really popular back in like circa 2002 2003 which included the lyrics we'll put your boot up we'll put our boot up your ass because it's the american way yeah, like, this is like the Borat <laughs> goes to the rodeo and like no, this is this they, they is more like sad. It's kind of like sad boy hours, and it is like uh, like hoorah type. I don't of know. Deal. It, it kind of has like a I don't know. I, look, if you played this song by itself and just put like a bunch of American flags just flying over it, like <laughs> as the graphic, that would work. That would that would seem appropriate. I don't know. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I, mean, um, I guess you. I suppose you could take a song whose lyrics talk about having broken wings and not being able to fly and twist it to be about nine eleven. I mean, we do a good job go. about twisting yeah, everything. It's been to be zero about days. <laughs> yes, we we we. I don't know. I feel I feel like it's been a couple of episodes. So there we go. We're back on track. Um. <laughs> um. Anyway, this episode has other stuff in it, but but yeah, that that song kind of kind of takes the cake in terms of <laughs> things you will remember from this episode. Who would win, the Beast Spirit of Darkness or a 2003 Nokia phone? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of, okay, no more detectors or eggs or whatever, just shooting beams. I like opportune moments, please. I'm so but. sick of, I'm so sick of beams of light shooting out. <laughs> yes, we, let, leave, leave this in O2. Like, with yeah, the, like the, <laughs> the, problem, the problem with this series is that it feels like ne- the protagonist is never going to win. Like, it's never by their own power or by their own cunning or whatever that they, you know, they, they triumph. It's always because, like, they got a convenient power up from one of Seraphimon <laughs> or Ophanimon at the last minute. God, God um, has to bail them out. Yeah, like, Velgermon has Koji dead to rights here, and then was like, oh, shit, I should probably do something. <laughs> and so, and it's, it's it kind of like sucks that, uh, like a brain that's beam. the case. Because it's like, yeah, like, okay, like, Velgermon is all souped up because of Trubimon's, like, I gotta say, his creepy smile when he's like, your darkness, it tastes like honey, and he has, like, that really weird, like, unsettling smile. Didn't like that. Yeah, that was a funny. lot. Of I had to like, you, you know how I was saying, like I was, I was anticipating when the the thing you were referring to was going to happen, Sloane. Like waiting for the eighteen minute mark. Um, I when that scene happened, I was like, look, wait, hang on. I had to look at the timer because it was creepy enough that I was like, is that the thing? And it's like, no, no, it's in like fourteen minutes. In it's fine. But that, that part was, a, was also pretty creepy. That was an uncomfortable scene. Like, yeah. I, I, think I really in, wanted to meme with that smile, but then I was like, "There's nothing good that can come of this," so I'm just not. He's pulling a whole bunch of emoji faces. He's going through. He's going down the whole list. <laughs> like he's doing like the. No, I, don't, I can't. I don't. Think, I can't think I can name emojis, but you know, there's a lot of those that look very familiar. <laughs> His expressions in the background. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's basically like okay, like sure, Velcomon is powered up, but like Beowulfmon is a hybrid form. Tom, you're making me want to Photoshop the fucking pensive emoji face onto Trubimon. <laughs> Trubimon doing the, like, you know, funk face or whatever. Trubimon <laughs> um, uh, yeah, doing the pleading face emoji. It's intentional, <laughs> at least. So, like, that's cool. Like, they, they're going for something with Trubimon, and it's, I think it's working so far. Like, having him being, like, the... Yeah, I mean it's a it's a loaded term, but like he is he has totally been fucking grooming 
Koichi, and it's really gr- gross. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, it just is. And uh, yeah, it's that seems to be what they're going for, and it works. You know, it doesn't come across as like way too far over the line, but you know, it kind of has a sense of like it could go there, which I think is interesting. A good thing it didn't. Because of all the sh- all the Digimon yeah. shows to handle this, definitely not Frontier. Y- yeah, oh, that's, mo- that's kind of, most certainly not. It's kind <laughs> of like the, certainly not. The rap book on this show already is 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 like full full of stuff. Yeah, so I I agree I agree there. But like it reminds me, you know, it kind of has a similar flavor to like some of the stuff in like tamers you know especially the stuff with like jerry and the d reaper and all that like it, it kind of has the same sort of like yeah flavor it's not like the substance isn't there there's no meat on these bones really at least not yet but um but those bones could potentially make a pretty decent broth <laughs> sure yes <laughs> stretch this analogy <laughs> as far as it can possibly go um i don't know yeah it's like i, I find him more appealing like trubimon as a villain so far because They've been, I assume this will change and, and change for the worse, but they've been fairly um, restrained with him, I would say, so far. Like, he is, yeah, he's a creep in the shadows, and, and that kind of works much better than having, you know, a bunch of, like, overly talkative morons that we've had previously for the villains so far. So, it's off to a good start, I'd say. Cherubimon wins by doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> sure, just do, do, doing just enough. Um, yeah, and, and I, I like there's like a almost um, there's like an immaturity to it as well. Like especially when you know he's like enjoying watching them fights, but then and you think he's not really got any particular horse in the race. He's just enjoying the like you know knowing he's pitting these two people up against each other who should really be like you know arm in arm and. But then, but then when the fight starts going Beowulf man's way, he's like, actually, hang on, <laughs> like he has to like zap him and like play dirty, and that's that's kind of fun, like, yeah, yeah. It just it just is like, why does why does the was yeah once again, why does the hero always have to lose? Like, why can't it be a stalemate? Why does Belgamon have to like just completely kick Beowulf man's butt with I mean, like no I, issue? I guess it's you could say the, yeah. the um the cynical answer is. It's because they need to sell toys. Like, they, really... they want kids to they want kids to see Velgamon and go, I want that one when they go to the store. And hang on. the way you do that is not by having them job. Hang on, hang on. I'm looking I'm looking up to see if there's been any Vel- Velgamon merch ever because it doesn't strike me as a particularly marketable uh... Real Velgamon heads in the chat. <laughs> Sound up. I'm one of them. I mean, it, it, I mean, obviously, like you know, in in the V pets or whatever. Um, yeah, I think the V pets yeah. are like the you know the main product they're trying to sell with this show. Yeah, so I, oh, I guess so. Maybe then, yeah. If you if you got the cards and the V pets, then that's enough, isn't it? But um, yeah, I can't see any sign of there ever being any like action figures or anything. Anyway, um, I don't know. I think it's fine. Like, it, it's not an overwhelming victory, and it's obvious. Like, the thing with Dustmon so far has been. He is very powerful, but he's clearly got huge like vulnerability that will make him, and he's clearly going to become a good guy. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, and know. it's like oh well, like the also the 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 whole deal with like unlocking the B spirit is True Remon's trying to like seal away any hint of Koichi, yeah. other Koji's 
human side. We're not counting you cheated. You knew about the name beforehand. Yeah. Or you you, you, looked, you cheated. That doesn't count. He's other Koji. Wait, did they actually say his name in this episode? Yeah, his grandma says it as he's as she's. Oh, okay. Dying. I don't. I don't remember. I watched this a second time last night. I watched this again <laughs> last night, and I don't even remember. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So all I might as well get into the big plot hole I alluded to. Um, Go on. Let's do it. Last week or last episode. So last episode, a huge thing in the episode was was it impl- It is a very very strongly implied, if not outright stated, that Koji remembers his mom, and not only remembers his mom, but was present when she quote unquote died. Ah, yes. Just a lot, like, you know, things are so much harder ever since mom died and whatever, and, like, I didn't want to see her suffer and all that kind of stuff. And, like, this so this episode, it doesn't outright state it, but it's enough that, like, I feel like I I should just start getting into it. Um, So the reason why Koichi and uh, Koji are twins who did not know that each other existed is because... All right, we're going to talk about divorce. (laughs) So... Divorce in Japan has a really heavy stigma around it. Like, it's... Sure. You know, it's considered to be really awkward and really, like, you know, hard on the child. And we saw a bit of that um, covered in Adventure with uh, Matt and TK's parents. How they basically never saw each other. Like, the brothers never saw each other because the parents um, just did not want to associate with each other at all. Um... And that is kind of carried to its logical, quote-unquote, extreme here, where in order to spare their children the, you know, stigma of being the, you know, children of divorce uh, from a broken home, um, Koichi and Koji's mom and dad agreed when they split up, uh, when, when their kids were, you know, when their twins were babies, that they will tell each other, like, they will tell their respective children that their other parent died. So... Ko- Koji That's a plan. Has, yeah, so Ko- Koji has never known his mom. He has never met his mom, like I, you know, as as a, a person, as a human being with with you know uh, memories and whatever. Like he was a baby when when they split up. Yeah, and um, that is very important. That because his entire life he has lived with his dad, and uh, Koichi's entire life he has lived with his mom. Um, and they've never met each other, nor have they met the other parent. So having all that stuff with Koji's mom in the last episode, not only was it like wholesale fabrication, like not you know not, not at all was it in the sub, but like it it throws things off in a big way <laughs> because now you have to pre- pretend that that never happened that the, that entire episode of angst and storytelling just didn't doesn't exist. Yeah, I, that's I, the I, only way that you can make that work. I will admit during this episode because I was I guess I'd already absorbed that. I guess I kind of forgotten the previous conversation uh, we'd had about this, but the the um, the understanding that I guess I'd just developed was that like, oh, you know, Koichi, uh, sorry, Koji, Koji knew his mom. So when I saw that scene with Koichi, like we on by his mother's, you know, bed, uh, like deathbed even, and and okay, the grandma. Like, oh wait, that's his grand. Okay, that that doesn't help because we know his mom. Okay, we know Koji and Koichi's, I guess, mom died. And then you have the scene with his grandma no, as well. In, in, incorrect. His their mom is still alive, just working like you know, raising Koji or Koichi, and that's that's where the confusion comes from because they fucked up so hard, literally like one episode in advance. Okay, so oh my god. Okay, whatever. Um, fuck it. Okay, right. So 
that's really confusing. Yes, they 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 kind of screwed up there. So anyway, I was watching that yeah. scene and I was thinking like, you know, because my, my mind started like going to like various conclusions of like, okay, so did their mum like did Cody's mum just have like a secret family or something? <laughs> like, <laughs> what's going on? Like, why does she have another kid? And like, how wouldn't the others know about it? What's 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 the idea there? Uh, but yeah, whatever. Um, I, I, it feels like they wanted to have like a weird like um, Yoda moment or something. <laughs> like, this is just there is the Jedi. Yeah, there is another. Uh, like, um, what? Anyway, so kind of a farce. Thanks yeah, for clearing that up. It's like, see, the reason why I say this is a bigger screw up than the Leomon's last words one is because Leomon's last words don't become explicitly important for like 10, 15 episodes. Like, they're she repeats the word destiny a lot, but it's not explicit that that is linked to, you know, her mom's yeah. death and the circumstances surrounding that until like a good ways away. This is like literally one episode later. Like they, <laughs> they did not have any foresight with this at all. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. Um, I can sort of see why they may not. I don't know. It's, it's quite funny that I was talking about effort a minute ago with the dub, where I was talking about this, this bloody song that they came up with. Um, and uh, and then suddenly there's this. <laughs> yeah, because like this, because Koji is not like explicitly not to, like in this sub explicitly is asking questions like what was mom like to his dad because he did not know her and they yeah. just wholesale invented lines for him in the dub that end up causing problems and like you know me I'm not one of those oh the translation has to be a hundred percent accurate you know I I prefer dubs over subs for the reason of I love seeing creative localizations and I love seeing you know dialogue presented in a more organic way. And whatever, but I do think in instances like this, it's important to try and you know stick to you know story consistency. <laughs> like if so, like the I don't know how far ahead they could have they, they saw, but like obviously they didn't see very far ahead. So making a big change like that, and, and the backstory episode is obviously going to come back later, immediately bites them in the ass, <laughs> and it's it's unfortunate. Like it's it's. It sucks when this stuff happens. The only way to really fix it is to just either retcon it or just pretend that you never made the mistake in the first place. Um, I, feel, I feel like they're going for that second option based on what we've seen so far. But that yeah, might but we little did they know. Twenty years later, some pedantic nerds would watch it for their podcasts and and make a big fuss about it. Yeah, That's us. we're pedantic nerds. It's it, in the moment it is kind of confusing. So uh, therefore. I would assume people who watched it when it aired would have the same, could have the same reaction. Not would have, not everyone thinks the same, but could have the same reaction. Um, anyway, that sucks, but um, at least we got that song, and at least we got, <laughs> I thought, a pretty fun, well, fun, uh, maybe, fun's not the right word, but I, I, I was entertained by the... Um, the, the scene, the, the general Beowulf Mon and um, Dustmon fight scene here. Yeah, this, it, this yeah. episode is, is decent. Like, the, the yeah. song is funny. The song is, like, you know, Goofy. even if it doesn't hit the dramatic highs that I think they probably intended it to, it is it makes you laugh. Like, it's a good time. Yeah. Um, I, I, put, I put in my notes, I, I said, okay, first I said, oh my god, the song, in all caps. Uh, and then I said, um, uh, I, I said it was corn, corny, as, corny as fuck, but still a fun scene. So yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I thought it, I thought it was kind of okay. Still, yeah, it's... yeah. I think overall this episode is in, inoffensive, but the pr- the problem is this is one of the most story critical episodes we've had <laughs> in you know 
in a little while, and Oops. it inoffensive, you know, is not the word you should be using to describe that. <laughs> sure, yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. It, it needs like, to have a bit more oomph to it, so... Yeah, like, it's difficult to call the entire uh, Sakakumon arc story critical when it feels like a side dungeon. Like, they're on their quest to the Rose Morning Star, and they get sucked into this dungeon, which is, like, you know, ostensibly supposed to be one of the most, you know, significant and powerful opponents they've fought so far, but, like, it's only significant to Takuya. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. no one else really has a stake in this. Um, yeah. Absolutely. So, like... Yeah, so like Churubimon being in this episode and Koji finally like you know getting more context for his own personal antagonist makes it feel like it's more important. Yeah, I guess it just I wish it had a little bit more oomph than, than yeah. it does. We're we're yeah, getting no, dirt, completely. We're getting dirt on an on another human character that's like, you know, previous instances of such things include like well, I guess there's a well, I suppose the main two will be an adventure with Kari and Adventure 02 with uh, Ken, I suppose, like after yeah. you know, turning good after the Digimon Net Emperor thing. So yeah, it's it's definitely important. But um, I thought this episode. Well, actually, let me let me let me put it to you. How do you feel like about the way the episode treated the other characters in this? Like, is this like a I, complete? Just... They shouldn't have had them. It should have literally been all focused around Koji and Koichi. It kind of, it kind of didn't have them. Which, but like they were there, but they didn't contribute. They were, th- I know, but they were there. But like yeah. you could have just instead of just like taking like the five minutes or whatever of them being like, oh no, like a yeah. bunch of control towers like fell around us. We gotta dig out of here. Haha, ha, isn't Padamon cute? Yeah, type I of mean, stuff. Like you don't, I don't need that. It was, it was, pa- it was Padamon character development <laughs> of all things. <laughs> so he was did... doggy paddling in the air. Should yeah. we do our our positivity corner for it then? Uh, okay, yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes, and then I'm also immediately gonna call dibs on beans. <laughs> yeah, that was a good line. Yeah, why, do, why are they always saying beans in this series? Like Takuya says it. Pokemon name? What? Why is everyone saying beans? I don't remember them saying it before now. I mean, they, they yeah, they, they've did, said but... it. Like this has been like a, a semi-recurring bit. I, I I feel like it was more notable here because Pokemon says it, and maybe he said it before. I don't know, but like Pokemon says it, and then Namon makes the comment. Like, yeah, oh, I, forget, I forget exactly what he says. Something, did something you like, say they have beans? <laughs> yes, <laughs> this MF for eating beans. Um, <laughs> So uh, yeah, that was. I like that moment. That was fun. Also, the light boy stuff got a laugh out of me. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. What did I type in the? Ch- light type boys can't jump. That's <laughs> who types. <laughs> Hashtag um, can he say that? Um, I mean, Actually, I am. Can. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I, I'm white. So you, you, you have the spirit of light. You can say that. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Yes. The light. Sorry. That's it. Uh, I'm. I want to call dibs on. God, this is tough because. I really like Velgamon. Uh, the fact of his giant attack being called Dark Obliteration or on the sub Zone Deleter and it just creating a giant like gravity well to just destroy everything. Okay. Really cool attack. But I don't know. I'm going to give it, you know, I'm going to give it to Koichi. I really like his voice performance. He's got like, he, he's got a good voice performance. I really like yeah, it. Like, it's, it's, very, it's, it's the, gorilla the same voice Overwatch. actor. Stop. It's Winston it, it Overwatch. Is, but <laughs> it's, Winston it's, it's Overwatch. very, it's very different. 
No, I just I just love pointing that out. I think I think that that's one of those things that's like funny to me only. Yeah, fair <laughs> just I... this this actor with so many acclaimed and, and iconic roles, and I just remember him as one of the the more forgettable slash mediocre ones. That's that's me playing AI. I'm just like, oh, this guy sounds familiar. I'm looking them up, and it's like, uh, oh, it's like, oh, uh, Kizzy's dad is uh, Vector the Crocodile. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, incredible. Yeah, um, yeah. There's some fun. Um, uh, you know Jen. You know uh, Jen or Gen? Gen is it's Prozidi. Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah! I love that some, guy. Some some long show. Well, one of my favorite voice actors, though. I am I am very biased because I loved his his comedy stuff before he started doing professional voice acting. It's, yeah, he's, he's really good. He rules. Anyway, Crispin Freeman as Koichi here is pretty. pretty I, I like it. In the uh, he's, he's, in the got, a, he's got a good game. like soft voice, like very like anxious voice, and it's, it's yeah. very good in contrast to like his like. Uh, very like gravelly, um, like Duskmon and Velgamon voice, which are like very just like not quite over the top, but like very, very uh, evil, evil bad guy voices. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 pretty good uh, at that sort of thing. I'm just looking up who else he plays, but he's one of those people that's just like very prolific, but like off the top of my head, you I don't know what he plays. I can't necessarily like, name like a character or something, but. I think Itachi from Naruto is probably like one of his his bigger ones. Sure. Uh, yeah, I guess if you've got a voice part in in Naruto and and it's just like an early sorry, early Naruto, Naruto with that like... Naruto. Um, I'm meant to say. Um, but um, yeah, he's uh, that's going to stand out, isn't it? Um, I'm just looking and what else uh, he's been in. But yeah, sorry, carry on. Um, Kuichi. Nina, you know, what's your, what's yours? Um. There's a like so I know like I don't I know we always return to the well of um, Pokemon and Namon, but like the the part in this episode when Patamon is starts digging a hole and uh, it immediately gets like all the dirt gets shoved right into Pokemon's mouth and he just starts like very comically like just like spewing <laughs> all over the place. That's good. Though the, I saved a frame of it and I, I was laughing my head off just looking at that frame every time I checked the chat because of how like how funny it it's was really like, good it's, it's really good an- like character animation um and i yeah I, I liked it a lot it was it was really funny um it reminded me this is this is maybe a, a, a deep cut but it really reminded me of um there's a, a an episode of nathan for you where the like the 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 plan for that episode is to help mccarlash by positioning a bunch of birds in trees over a busy street so that the birds yeah. will poop onto the cars and um <laughs> and like Lord. uh you know get the get the the car wash more business and as he's setting up the birds one of them like shits right into his mouth yeah. and he, he oh, starts yeah. spitting all over the place making like the exact same face that the Pokemon made in that screen cap i posted oh, and God. It was, God, just remembering that as I posted that screen cap just made me lose it. It's just so funny. Um, I've looked up Christopher Freeman, um, and and yes, the Winston is far and away his biggest role. I feel like, but he played uh, Setzer in Kingdom Hearts. He played Sundowner in Metal Gear Rising, so I feel like that's the, that's my favorite role of his in my in it's, my heart. That's so a very it's good probably, role. It's probably his one of his most memed. Yeah, like the good old days. <laughs> For you know what, um, yeah. Say uh, it. We've already we've already invoked it once this episode. You can say it. Nine eleven. Nine eleven. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So, 
Um, cool. Positively gonna done, I, I guess. Believe <laughs> you episode. invoked it like that. Just so shamefully. Yeah. Um, I did like the part in this episode where Patamon displays, like, immediately displays better leadership qualities than, like, any of the heroes. Yeah. I like that. That was, um, that was fun. Like, we kind of get, it kind of comes up in the next episode how much like they like they, they like can't decide whether or not they like having a leader or not <laughs> like, or like or like anyone being the leader so i like that patamon's here just to be like we're going this way and everyone to i'm saying what to do you got to put yeah. it like padmon on a child leash because <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'll, he'll, he'll fly away at like 0.1 mile per hour next the second episode we cover this week is just like I'm not to get ahead of ourselves, but it, it feels it feels endemic of everything wrong with frontier storytelling, where every single time it looks like something's going to happen, they just stop. <laughs> they just slam the brakes on. Well, I think, I think we're done with this one. I, I don't know what else we I, I, I will say, there was the point where uh, Koji has Duskmon, like, dead to rights, and then the the really goofy, like, JPEG lightning that strikes him from <laughs> Trubimon as he's laughing... And the subtitle on Hulu was just demonic laughter, and it really got me for some reason. Because like <laughs> this like poorly like like J- animated like JPEG lightning, subtitle demonic laughter, and he's like ah, ah. it's uh. there is I think it's the yeah. little things that are very accidental that make this. Yeah, I think I feel like that's really fun. But then like so, Chubiron getting getting his like Palpatine on is really fun. Um, there's also I forget the exact line, but it says something about like. You know, you are you kids. I think he's like addressing Dusman, and he's like, "You've messed with me for the last time," or so, something like that. And that was great because it was just like, "Yes, he's going. He's that's the closest he's come so far to um, the like Doctor Claw uh, lines that I'm looking for." Like, because that voice, that voice that Trubimon is Doctor Claw from Inspector Gadget to me. Like, that is just yeah the voice. If he's doing an impression, it's it's an impression of that. And this came close to their like. Next time, gadget uh, voice that way. <laughs> yeah. that, that, I'm, that I'm hoping to see. Uh, that like just I, I'm still disappointed by the voice direction chosen for Shurubimon. Like it just makes him sound so cartoonish when he's supposed to sound like menacing and, and evil. Oh, I love it. I, I think it's great. Um, it's, it's totally appropriate for the show and for I mean, for for this show, yeah, I guess. It, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like a waste of Paul Saint Peter. Anyone could do a Doctor Claw impression. You get him for his smooth, like really, you know, cool baritone. Not not to do celebrity impersonations. That's that's just Roar. my perspective, anyway. I guess I'm yeah. evil. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I just got a particular fondness for the uh, Doctor Claw voice. So uh, I think that's like <laughs> fair, fair that's, that. That for me is like. That show is like obviously, you know, complete cartoon slapstick or whatever, completely kind of uneventful. But then you, they have this villain, and they could have just gave him like a, you know, a Doctor Robot, a Doctor Robotic sounding voice or something like that. But instead, they gave him like the most sinister sounding fucking voice possible, um, for no reason. And I kind of love it. So I, I, that's my particular fondness for that voice shining through. You may, be, enough, yeah. you may, you may be correct. Still, <laughs> you may be correct about uh, it. May be uh, handicapping. No, that's not right. Um, undermining Trubimon a little bit. You have anything Last else? Last thing I want to say: Go early, on. early on in the episode, uh, I wrote the notes three wolf moon, more like three moon wolf, and that got me good personally, just because <laughs> there was that shot of like Beowulfmon 
with like the three digital world moons and it just reminded me of like the opposite of that one shirt nice that one meme shirt that one meme shirt yeah so i mean that's really it i velgamon is my favorite beast spirit i think it's really cool it's oh, just yeah, a big I, evil totally bird i forgot to cover where his name comes from so his his name oh, yeah. in the japanese version is velgurmon with an r and the reason for that is because um he is named after a creature from Norse mythology, the um, the world eagle Hresvelger, which is the also known as the origin of the wind. It's like the the creature that you know caused uh, like that cre- created the force of wind in, in nature, and it's yeah, it's like you know based on a Norse word, so I'm probably mangling it, but like. I guess they either didn't get the reference or thought that Velgermon would be too difficult to for the voice actress to pronounce, so they changed it to Velgamon instead. Okay, it's a, it's it, that's really cool. I like that and Velgamon, yeah, Velgermon so, as a design absolutely whips. So you might recognize it from uh, Trizu Master Dex. Duel. <laughs> yeah, as, as that one Velger, card the, I hate, the Doom Eagle, because I think. Oh, they can't kill me, and then they move the one uh, monster I have out of my graveyard, and then. And then they they do you. kill me. <laughs> then they kill me. Speaking of kill me, we're going to have an episode next. But before we do that, let's take a break. So we'll be right back. And we're back, we took a quick break because we needed to ready ourselves for this episode. Air quotes question mark. This and feels like the the, the the children's storybook that they would have based um you know digital like if they were trying to make a baby's first, you know, Digimon thing, <laughs> um, and they made it like a picture book for children. This this feels like the story that would be in that picture book. They sort of have a really bad lesson for babies, though. I mean, just looking at the ending. I mean, nothing happens. Yeah. Nothing happens in this episode. This nothing. episode is is the definition of filler. You could cut it out entirely, and nothing would be lost. Yeah, it it is genuinely useless. Yeah. It is a useless side quest because at this point, the story is still in denial about how worthless the uh, the characters other than Koji and Takuya are. Um. It sucks. I I really did not enjoy this episode, which is saying something considering like you know this is Frontier we're talking about. Yeah, it's it's like I don't know. I don't know that it's still in denial about how useless they are. To be honest, I feel like it's this is like entering a new phase where like the, the three ca- these three characters, JP, Tommy, and and Zoe, just felt like utterly. They didn't feel particularly useful or like insightful or anything before now, and now they're just entering a new age of like just being kind of pathetic. And <laughs> and yeah, we we do the synopsis. Sorry, I've just realised we're not done that yet. So, um, Slayer, yeah. you're Let's... doing this one. I'm doing this one. <laughs> Digimon Frontier episode 31. Working on the train gang, or in the sub Sleep in Darkness, the Trailmon Graveyard, which is 
way more metal than <laughs> this episode has any right to have a title to be. Yep. This was written in the uh, the dub by Seth Walter and Mina. Do you have the yeah, director so and writer? Perhaps unsurprisingly, um, this episode was written in the sub by Mortal Enemy of no- the Novacast, Akatsuki Yamatoya. Um, you did this. And, and directed by Teko Yoshizawa. Okay, so... <laughs> so we know who to blame. This ep- we know who to blame. <laughs> we know who to always blame. This episode starts with Velgamon flying away and Ophanimon's deus ex machina beam of light is, is stirring memories within him about could he be human? Who Who is this Koji? But what does he have to do to me? Do I have a human brother? If so, am real boy? who am I? <laughs> am I a real boy? And he just sort of flies off to, to be a cool bird elsewhere. And Koji is left alone and the rest of the group finally catches up to him and they're making sure he's okay. And Padamon's like, hey, light boy, it's me. I gave you all your powers. I'm the only reason that you're useful still. And the group decides to go for the Rose Morning Star. But Koji, however, remembers Ophanimon's message that he got shortly after coming to the digital world about how things would become clear to him. So he suspects that she was referring to Velgamon and he runs off without saying anything. And Takuya's like, well, I'm going to go get him to make sure he isn't by himself. And he runs off without saying anything. And so the three minor chuckleheads are left behind, plus Pokemon, Neon, and Patamon. And JP, Zoe, and Tommy, JP is like, hey, like, I think I can do something. And that thing is going to be scouting. That's my special purpose of why I was brought to the digital world, to, to look a little bit ahead and see what might be there. And so he drags Zoe and Tommy along, because like, Zoe's like, if you go... I'm going to. And Tommy's like, yeah, I'm baby, I'll go too. And they leave behind Pokemon, Namon, and Patamon for some reason. And they, they follow some train tracks and they discover a junkyard and they discover a dying angler trailmon. And they find out that they're in the trailmon graveyard. And JP is asking this angler if he knows about the Rose Morning Star. And Angler says that he does, but he He's like, oh, but I'm, di- oh, on my god, oh my god, I am dying. Oh no, type of thing. <laughs> I am and does kill like, dying. He is, he is does kill and dying. He needs some blunt smoking before he can <laughs> be does kill dying. And so he's sort of, he's sort of hustling them, not hustling, he's sort of getting, getting some stuff out of it for them. Like, he's like, oh, well, I could tell you if I could stand up and JP helps him stand up and he's like, Oh, and he sort of sees, like, oh, they can spirit evolve. And then he's like, oh, I'll tell you if you give me a bath. And they do that, and he keeps holding over the the lovely lure of information over their heads for favors until he's about to die. And then he does die because he's all glowing red, and he, like, explodes type of thing. Like, he goes, like, it's... He, he basically, like, shuts down, and they're all like, we keep losing friends. He does the, the Akira explosion with the big dome. <laughs> Yeah, and they're like, we keep losing friends, oh, this is so sad. And then a few seconds later, they found out that, like, he basically molted. He just shed his own, his old, like, train skin for new, nicer train skin. And they're super angry, and they're like, we're going to beat you to death. (laughs) And they spirit evolve to their beast spirits, and they're like, we're going to beat you to death. But then they decide he's too pathetic. And they hitch a ride on him, and he tells them that he carried a container to the castle under the Rose Morning Star. 
after Cherubimon's like big attack, and he's like, "Oh, like I'm so sorry," and like, "Oh, it's okay. You just carried a god to Cherubimon, but that's totally cool." Which I mean, like to be fair, like he was co he was forced to, but still, like Trailmon just say you can just say no to the evil guy telling you to carry God to his hideout, and so they realize that Ophanimon, because Seraphimon is now a little baby Padamon, Ophanimon was the one who was taken to the castle, and they start to go to get ready to head to the Rose Morning Star, and that's. Honestly, the episode, that's it. That's all it is. It's, that's it. I'm, I'm having a really hard time just thinking about, like, what to say about this episode. There's just so nothing. Like, yeah, there's no character development. There's no real, like, comedy. There's no, like, the plot only advances in that the characters continue to head in the same direction they were heading before. And, like, if this episode was supposed to convince us that the side cast still has stuff to do, it did not do a very good job of that. As a... Why would they leave behind the reincarnation of a god? <laughs> Why did a... they do that? Why did they leave them behind? It's the continent of darkness. This is the... Trubimon could have literally popped out and just squished Padamon. Oh my god, right, okay. Yeah, that, that, okay, firstly, great point, and that's something I wanted to bring up as well, so thanks for that. Like, just completely ridiculous uh, choice to make there. Why even leave them behind? Like, they, they could have just... You know, their presence there wouldn't have, like dramatically affected yeah it's the, the plot they, or like it's the so it's so funny that they complain whatever. they complain about like jp specifically complains about how like oh you know i wish i got the ability to do you know the the hybrid evolution um you know that that i wish that was me and then leaves behind the mechanism by which the other two unlocked hybrid evolution <laughs> <laughs> like oh, but literally that, one of the rulers of the digital world he's like okay baby this, don't yeah, this, baby this see shit you. don't add up why why are you complaining about not getting the ability to hybrid evolve i and mean then, he's you he's, know. he's given up though like this episode is is great because the jp might as well literally look at the camera and go okay i know i'm i know i'm a geek i know that's my fate now for the rest of the show is to be the geek with these other two geeks so and i'm using geek in like the wrestling sense here, and, so apologies. Yeah, the, like the pejorative term. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the these are the characters who are gonna get clowned on. They're not going to achieve any great like feats or anything like that. Um, they're just there to make up the numbers and to like. Yeah, JP is on the yeah. biggest copium. Let me let me just say he he has this big spiel, and he's like, I've been thinking each of us has a certain purpose in this world, but I never figured it out. Like, I was only here with you guys by mistake, and when Takuya and Koji got this new evolution, I was happy for them, but at the same time, I wonder why I couldn't do it. But after a while, I realized that maybe there are things that only those guys can do, which means that only I can do certain things, too. And then he's like, so I'm gonna scout, and it's like, bro, like, you are coping so hard with how bro, useless you, you actually are. Both of, both of their new forms can fly, and you can't even do fucking that. It's extended, it, like, he has an extended sequence... It's an extended sequence of him just trying to rationalize being why he's he still in the show. A total jobber. Also, he kind of like Loki admits to being held back a year at school as well, which is, uh, you know, make all that what you an will. Um, interesting character lore to have for a character that we're supposed to, you know, find charming. Or take seriously. Um, yeah. <laughs> be competent. Um, I don't know. Like, that's just. Oh my god. Like, there's. It's so, like, weirdly meta in a sense. Like, it feels like the show is, like, commenting on, like, its own decisions with t that it's decided to take with these characters. And, like, 
or but also at the same time try and be like oh you know the character we're doing this with the characters and they're this certain way now but it's still good because you know look how much fun we can have with them and then it proceeds to have absolutely zero fun with them um so it's just kind of like a yeah, weird see, like slap to its own face in this episode it is it's just Tim, weird uh, Front, frontier is a show that has never really known <laughs> they in the words of tim robinson they never figure out they never figured out what they did <laughs> they had all summer to think about it they didn't figure out like what the show's purpose is supposed to be whether it's like yeah you know a fun action you know sentai riff or whether it's uh you know, world trotting adventure, or whether it's supposed to be like a pseudo political drama between the different like human beast tribes and whatever. Like, yeah, this show has so many ideas, but none of them are stuck to. And this episode feels like a, the desperate grasping at straws as as the show continues to sink into the quicksand. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's been just... it's been in a weird place where like. The show has focused so heavily on... It's been so, like, heavily serialized, and it hasn't really gained anything from doing that. But at the same time, I feel like it's... You know, if you ask the writers, they'll be like, well, in our back pocket, we have, you know, the old Digimon Adventure type thing where you can have a monster of the week and, like, the character... And and the fun of the episode is how the characters, like, bounce off of interacting with this one Digimon this week. And this week, that Digimon is, is Trailmon, the angler. But they haven't written an episode like that in a long-ass time. And they haven't got characters who you really want. I mean, I'm not going to recite my whole spiel about how I've found the character development in the show to be, but they don't have characters to, like, really bounce off of or have fun with or what have you. Like, it doesn't work. Um, So they're pivoting back to something which they both don't really know how to write and they also don't really have the tools to write either. So... Yeah, it's it's retreating retreating to a warm security blanket that's but at this point, long since gone ratty and and you know mildewy and and it's like too small for yeah the, and just yeah. just clinging to it for dear life because they have no idea what else to do yeah it, and I know it, that sounds mean but like that's that's what's happening but yeah and like I say this 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 the character just the, these three characters here Tommy and Tommy doesn't deserve this but Tommy JP and Zoe who definitely deserves this um they are like very much. They just come across as so pathetic. I'm sorry. Like, they they really do. Like, they're like, oh, we can go looking around for stuff. And it's like, you'll... I guess they do achieve something by the end of the episode because they do have a Trailmon now and they are heading off in what is supposedly the right direction. Um, which is, which but, is shitty because they told their friends they would be right back. <laughs> yeah. they A, they did a bad thing. And they do a, like, a piss-poor job of trying to justify it, which includes JP throwing a tantrum. Um... Again, by the way, it's the same problems that we've seen before with his issues with Takuya and that he pulls out of his ass for no reason. Um, there's no real questioning of it by the other characters. They kind of do, and then it's like a joke. It's always like a it's like a fake house or something where they're like, "You're not going anywhere unless I'm coming with you." And it's uh, yeah, right, okay, like no, you you I to expect you to argue about this a lot more. <laughs> like you haven't done, you haven't convinced me you wouldn't do that yet. But hey ho. They literally ran off without without the defenseless babies. Yeah. And another thing about this episode being, like, decide, them deciding to do what they've done with this episode with, like, the, the monster of the week, funny interactions, etc., etc. Like, this episode visually is god-awful. Like, they, they have... 
the entire thing is set in a barren, like, dark wasteland. And they just took the setting for the last episode and was like, okay, that said that last episode where we had like, you know, the clash between light and dark and and you know these big like fight scene and all this and like stuff like that. That you know that kind of environment works fine for that sort of thing. Just ask Dragon Ball Z about that. But like immediately pivoting to like a comedy episode where like it's about these characters like meeting a new character and like there's comedy and stuff. And they use the exact same backgrounds and environment. It it's awful. It doesn't work at all. Like it's just just twenty minutes of drab color and no stinks. There's no it visual stinks. interest. Yeah, there's nothing interesting happening on screen. The only thing that the only thing that does is, and I'm not sure if this is a visually interesting thing or just an interesting thing in like theory. But like the, the Trailmon like shedding is such a weird concept that I was kind of into it. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to think too hard about the mechanics of that. No pun intended. <laughs> it's a fun thing. Yeah, it's a very uh-huh. yeah, yeah. There's a um, there's a lot going on there. But that like other than that, no. This this episode just was not pleasant to look at. There, there's also the fact that like the three minor chuckleheads go like villain mode. They're like, I liked you better all dented up, but what can we do about that? I have an idea. Angler's not going to like it, but we will. You really have to learn not to lie to your friends. It's like they're getting ready to kill this train. <laughs> like they're mafia villains. style. Yeah. The interactions between Trailmon and the kids in this episode is very weird. Like, I feel like this might have worked better in like the original language, but but there was yeah, it just I, felt very unnatural. I gave it a curse. I gave the um, the the changes blog a cursory glance to see um, you know what was different and what was the same in these episodes, and it seems like the Japanese version had just different jokes entirely. Like, yeah. there's a lot of like kind of I, I hesitate to say morbid humor because it's not really morbid for like it's still a kids show, um, but like there's a lot more like jokes about death and like dying in the Japanese version, like. Um, the the trailmon seems to be in denial that it's dying, and it keeps it keeps saying like instead of oh um you know when I die can you do this and that it says when you when you all pass like when you all move on to the other side can you can you do this for me and whatever and there's a running joke where Tommy has to keep reminding him that he's the one who's dying not not us. <laughs> okay, that's weird. That's kind of yeah, that's weird definitely, but it's kind of kind of in a funny way. Um, it feels like they if it, it just kind of. I got the sense throughout this episode that they had a bunch of jokes that they just couldn't figure out how to translate, so they just replaced it with like a funny German voice. Yeah. And and, and Lederhosen uh, comments about yeah, Lederhosen. Lederhosen. Yeah. All squeaky and clean. Yeah, like I'm sorry, I've seen enough comedy German accents in in animation for a fucking lifetime. And believe me, to my dreams of Wiener Schnitzel. Yeah. There, like, God, there was there was one line he that the, the Trailmon said where he's like. Oh, your thank you for your milky sweet kindness. And I was like, I don't want to yeah. act that. I don't want to. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to hear that word, that phrase. <laughs> yeah, that was very much. They watched that. They watched the uh, the the Germans take over the power plant episode of The Simpsons, and and they were, that that just fueled them throughout they, this yeah, writing they, process. They slapped the desk. They're like, oh, peak peak comedy. Yeah, this no. is what the youths call Kino. <laughs> it's fucking awful. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, for most of this episode, I was just bored. Like the, the the visual, the visuals being as drab as they were didn't help. But generally, it was just like 
I couldn't get a handle on like what Trailmon's deal was. Like he was just whether kind he was of... like a villain trying to deceive them. Yeah, or, like... he's just a weird little guy. Is he an asshole? <laughs> Is he like feeling pressured because of like you know he was an accomplice for something or like. He's being like blackmailed by someone or something like that, or is he just kind of like a weird, weird guy? <laughs> like, what's going just, on with him? Yeah, Kramer? he's just a weird asshole. Yeah, it's just a yeah, weird. He's just a weird guy. Yeah, and then like, yeah, it's just, it doesn't make. You need clearly defined characters to be able to like you know know how to respond to them, and and I was just like left kind of like eh about this whole episode, to his character specifically. Um, and and yeah, just just not three dimensional isn't the word. Like it's it's not. It's just like completely out of whack. Like his character, the, the Trailmon character, was just completely out of whack. So I don't know. That didn't help. The kids were the usual self. They they were just completely two D and boring. Like not nothing going on. Heads empty. Oh yeah. Also, that Trailmon had like facial hair. Did y'all notice that too? Like he was yeah. unshaven. So, I didn't like that. It was yeah. strange. So, that was uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Kinda... There's not much to this episode. No. I did find it funny at the beginning when, like, you had, um, but not intentionally funny, but like, the episode starts and it's like Velgamon is like, I oh, need time to think about this. And I put, I put in my notes. I'm, I just, I could just imagine him saying, I need some time to think about this. Maybe like two or three episodes. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> um, and then he flies away. Um, but. After that, the characters are like, it, it feels like it's breaking like the characters to go off and do something else, or you know, go to the 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 rose, whatever it's called. Um, but then you have the thing where like, <laughs> Koji being like, actually wait, hang on, I want to go that way, I want to go kill him. It's like it's almost like he had a premonition of this episode, and he was like, I do not want to be here. Like that's honestly what it feels <laughs> like. And then. And then Takuya's like, it's like at a party where, like, there's someone you're talking, you know, you're in a group of people or whatever, and, like, you're talking to them, but you're kind of only there for, like, one person in the group. And as soon as they bail, you're, like, standing there awkwardly, and then you're like, okay, no, I'm going to go as well, because I have nothing to talk about with these people. That's what it felt like when Takuya bails as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. like oh, oh, shit, the important character's leaving. I need to go there. <laughs> like, as the other important character, I also need to go. Um, but yeah, it, 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 just a really funny, like, weird meta sense of things uh, with that whole sequence. Very, very unnatural, but yeah. Honestly, if I was JP and Tommy, I would also have ditched uh, Zoe with the, the defenseless babies. <laughs> Can't believe they didn't bring them with them. <laughs> Just like, she's your problem now. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Maybe Pokemon could raise a better, I don't know. Like, he's done a good job so far with Patamon, so. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we do Positivity Corner? We have to. Positivity Corner, yeah, it's time to be happy about Frontier with with Mina and Sloan, but mostly Sloan because Mina isn't that positive about the show. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, so I'll start by saying there's this moment in the beginning when JP is talking about, like, Oh, we can't split up because it's like a horror movie. And there was these oh, like comic no. panels of Takuya, and they were actually kind of funny. Like they were like these like like a very like American like comic style panels of like Takuya being chased by like a Grim Grim, Grim Reaper. Do you want to know a funny a uh, fun fact about that? Uh, yes. According to the the changes blog, there are two panels from that comic that are cut from the dub. 
Oh no. Um, one one in which Takuya gets stabbed, and one that shows a pool of blood on the floor. Oh, that's even better. That's super my uh my my positivity corner. Can you can can you please find? Do you like have those? Because I would love to see I, those. <laughs> I I don't because I uh, I don't have access to the the Japanese Blu-rays for oh, for this uh, one like I did with previous. Uh, seasons. I wasn't sure but if someone, I will... someone would have like posted them or something. I'll, I'll, I'll do I'll do a quick Google now and see if I can find them. Yeah, I'll I'll try my darndest to find them if you're if you're interested though. Yeah, I mean you know that sounds great. There's not any op- you don't often get the opportunity to be like see an official like dead version of a character <laughs> in Digimon yeah. that you don't like. So you know, no, I'm I'm just kidding. I'm 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 not that seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Not a psychopath, please. Um, <laughs> yeah, you kind of... Yeah, you just stoned you. That was the one I was going to do, so now I have to think of something else. Um... <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I jumped on that as quickly as I could because I knew someone else would probably take it. I liked um, Treyoman at the end when he knew the Duke was up and he was just like, oh, you're not going to buy that, are you? Or <laughs> whatever he says. I was like, okay. That's like a, that's like a tropey line, but I, I, yeah. I, I, I always makes me laugh. I'm I'm pretty easy to please like that, I guess. All right, Mina. Um, shit. <laughs> I gotta think really hard for this one. <laughs> um, I guess like it's just always nice hearing Dave Wittenberg do his do his his impressions and accents. Like I know it's I know it's like low hanging fruit, but it does make me laugh. Um, like he's he's trying. God bless him. He's trying. <laughs> yeah, I. Even if like the jokes are just very much like, oh, he's he's saying funny German things in a German accent. He's he's the bug from a bug's life. It's like I can still enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. It makes my neurons fire in a way that is more pleasing than anything else in this show. So, yeah, the, the bar is low. The bar is in hell. Um. So I'm yeah I'm this I'm not even gonna lie I I. Full disclosure, I spent most of this episode on my phone past the first half. Like, it's just, it's so dull. It is so yeah, boring. Have, um, this was actually the first episode where I just was, like, sort of not paying attention as much to uh, it. Just I was yeah, like, like I, try, I try my best to pay full attention to every episode so that I can, you know, take accurate notes and, and make sure that yeah. I don't miss anything important or whatever. But there wasn't anything important in this episode to miss. Yeah. Yeah, I, um... I, I do not blame you. Uh, I tried to pay attention because I'm like, I know I'm going to miss like a visual thing or something that I know is fun. And sometimes you need all the shit you can get when it comes to covering the show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but, uh, but yeah, with this, even, even with this one, I think there were a couple of moments where I was like, I'm going to look at my phone. Um, I was just looking, I just brought up a summary just to be like, is there anything I missed or forgot about? Um, there were a few things. Um, so, they kind of do this whole thing where, like, uh, the kids turn into their um, spirit forms, uh, the human human spirits, and they um, yeah, and this is their like thing to like try and wash Trailm on. Like, they have this convoluted thing where they like have a bo- like a big bowl of water or whatever, and like they have Beetlemon punches a hole in the ground. Like that's com- perfectly. Um, I can't forget the exact word, but like you know, it's like a perfect like a bo- half sphere bowl shape. Yeah. Yeah, it's a ball. And it like it's just just touches like with the rim of this like crater he's created. It just touches the side of the lake or whatever. So that like a little stream can go through and it's very like cute or whatever. And then so that happens and then um and then they freeze it. Uh to create a ball of ice. 
Um, and then that's what they use to scoop up the water and put it on there. Kind of undecided if I found that kind of neat or if like that just felt very convoluted for no reason. <laughs> but they should have just like dunked Trailmon in the water directly. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Yeah, I, I waterboard trailmon. Yeah, I feel like they should have done that after he complained about it. Like after he complained about having the water, the bowl, <laughs> they should have just gone. All right, fuck this, just kicked him in, <laughs> something like that. Um, also, the thing at the end with the the, the, the revelation or whatever about like ang- the, you know Angler finally spills the beans and he's like, oh, um, did you say beans? I said beans. Just <laughs> <laughs> MF has said beans. Um, and he's like, oh yeah, he once carried a container to a castle under the Rose Morning Star. Um, and then he's like, then there's like the speculation about it being with Animon or Seraphimon or something like that. Um, and like the kids know, you know, it would have been with Animon, but like, how, why, why are they, why did they come to that revelation anyway? Like, why are they just like, oh, it's probably with Animon? Like, because Seraphimon. Was yeah. dead and reborn. Yeah, but like, why would process of elimination? I guess. But like, why would why were those two options there in the first place? Is what I'm trying to say. Like, why? Because I mean, like, what else would Trubimon take to a, his castle? Yeah, oh. they they oh, know they know that Trubimon's then the Trubimon's entire mission is to get both uh, Seraphimon and Trubi- and uh, Ophanimon's data. So I guess it's it's right. the literal process of elimination. Okay, I, that, that, I think the part I I kind of missed there was the <laughs> somehow I missed it uh, was. Uh, Trubimon was the one who was uh, in charge of that whole thing. So, no, never mind. I thought he was just like carrying or like delivering a container there, but like of unknown origin or something like that. So, never mind. That made sense. I will give the episode that. Um, <laughs> there. So there's there's. A, I want to I want to make a comment. There's so according to the, the the changes blog, there's a running joke in this episode where every time um, the gang, uh, you know, the trio charges off and then like in the, into, into the distance and then arri- arrives at whatever they're running towards um junpei keeps saying we got so excited but this isn't very exciting <laughs> and hey I bud like, yeah i feel like that kind of just sums up the whole episode <laughs> yeah like, kind of yeah every time you think something exciting is gonna happen it just turns out to be mundane or the whole show. Maybe. Yeah, there's a part where I think it's JP says, man, even this is just the whole lot of nothing. I just wrote about this episode. <laughs> yeah, God, this God, this show, this show. Why would you write like... that in your script? That's like such a like, you know, you're just owning yourself with that. Like, why would you, even if you, even if what you're writing is good, you shouldn't put lines like that in it in case, in case it turns out it's not, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, I feel like to a certain degree, there, there are some, you know, some piss takes in in this series, in this franchise. Like, sure. um, my girlfriend just finished watching um, most of Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, like the, the the second major Yu-Gi-Oh! series. And like, as that show goes on, there's like, they just start taking the piss out of themselves. Like, it feels like the writers just straight up just did not like the material. <laughs> and so Jeez. made fun of it whenever they can. Um, like for the dub or the sub? For the, for the dub. Okay. And there's just something like, I don't know. It feels weirdly cynical in a way to to like, you know, be adapting material that you have contempt for. Yeah, like I don't know. I get you got to get paid. You're already like, stuck on that I, job. But I, don't I will. Know, like... I will give them. It actually is really funny when they do it. But it it makes you wonder. Like, what was that originally? Like, earnestly and honestly, what what was that supposed to say? Yeah. 
Because it's like I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't some, know. Sometimes just... it's a bit difficult to to you know take that stuff in earnest when not even the writers seem to be taking it seriously. Yeah, that that's the thing. It's like okay, like if you don't care, like why should I care? Yeah, you know. I don't know. It's just I do hear I I have watched part of GX though, and I did enjoy some parts, but I haven't gotten that far. Yeah, I mean, I would I would say like, a... I, I do want to check it out one day. Throughout. Yeah, see, that's that's the thing is that I would say it's actually a, like a pretty good show. It's it's like lighthearted, and even even like the the sub seems to understand that it is you know a a show mostly designed to sell card like tr- trading cards. Um, yeah, but like it has fun with it. I guess I would say is the thing. And yeah. I guess, like, the dub seems to take some of the, like, you know, the fun a little bit too far. <laughs> and, like, yeah. Just, you know, take scenes Kind of like the Zero Two problem. Yeah. Like, it. I'd say the entire show feels like that one part in the end of the, the first season of Adventure, when during what's supposed to be a very dramatic and um, high-stakes scene... Um, Apocalypse says, "Why does everyone else get the pizza and all I get is the crust?" Like, yeah, that's iconic. It's it's moronic. I hey, it can be two things at once. <laughs> I'm, I didn't say it wasn't. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just okay, saying. Okay, I'm, like, I'm just making sure we know that. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know it. It feel yeah, like it feels like sometimes, especially in this era of of dubbing. Um, there's just like sometimes it just feels like it loses it loses focus and like I don't blame them when the material is this rough to begin with like I don't think that you can salvage exactly. Frontier with with a good dub but like I don't know just knowing that even the dub like the people responsible for adapting it don't like it just makes it feel um, a bit off I guess you could say yeah yeah no it's, I I totally get it yeah it's not the best feeling no I think that's. Honestly, that's all I have on this. This was, yeah, same. This was more than I had on this episode, anyways. So. Yeah, this. When we say this episode is nothing, like we we really do mean it's nothing. Like if <laughs> if anyone wants to, you know, give it a watch and and try and you know prove us wrong, maybe we missed something about it. I don't know. Okay, please, please write in and let us know because this is this is the first episode in the entire like Digimon franchise which I, I could not pay attention to. That's that's saying something, considering some of the episodes we've had in Frontier already. If you if you can prove that there is stuff here in this episode worth watching, then you're really going to have to do your... show your work to get us to believe you. Yeah, so like my <laughs> my sister and my, and my best friend are right now watching through Tamers for the first time, like neither of them have seen it before. Oh my god. And it's... Like they got to the they, when they got past the DG one episode, they said, "Wow, we just watched the, the the first bad episode of Tamers." It made me think, "Yeah, it's really impressive that Tamers only had one bad episode, like the like one unambiguously bad episode the entire run, because it feels like yeah. it feels like Frontier has been almost nothing but like bad and mediocre episodes yes. for the uh, for the whole thing." What what and... was the, what was the first good episode of Frontier? Like, I feel like that's the equivalent um, <laughs> conversation. Honestly. Or the the trailmon race one for me that was the first one that like I enjoyed. That's funny, you know. That, it's funny, right? and not just because they both have trailmon, but like th- these that that episode and this one feel like they're not too dissimilar in terms of like what they're trying to do. It's more of like a, you know, it, it's just trying to be like amusing or whatever. It's cartoony, you know. It's a cartoon episode rather than like the drama or the action that you've seen in like for example episode thirty. 
But for some reason, that the Wacky Races one just does it so much better. Maybe it's just because it's cribbing from like an existing format. But that yeah, that's possible. However, I also think it's because that one was a like that one was it came like right after a big plot like escalation. Like they had just you know they so had just kill one. off their first pardon. So did this one? No, but this this one feels like a break being slammed because ah. the plot progression we got last episode felt like it was leading to something versus the wacky races episode, which felt like it was, you know, a breather after a big, you know, story arc had just wound down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this, it like, it feels like it even comments on that. Like I said before with like, Velgamon being like, right, see you in a few episodes. And, and Koji be like, no, hang on, wait. Um, it even felt like it, it's like, aware of that and acknowledges that and is also like trying not to do that if that makes sense but yeah the this this show seems hyper aware of the fact that its credibility is presently tied to uh duskmon slash velgermon and that's that's a bad thing your your shows your Mm -hmm. shows you know stakes and um drama should not be affixed to a single character who like by the very nature of the character cannot be in every episode Sure, yeah. I, w- I would argue that it's not just that. It's not just Dusman slash Koichi slash Velgaman slash whatever. It's Koji as well, but it's... Yeah, yeah. It, they bet all in. They, they put all their chips yeah. on one I mean, character. Uh, <laughs> God, Dusman's the Steve Urkel. <laughs> the joint frontier. This is not... Oh my God. This is not a one-character show, sadly. Hey, if you, if you want to write it as that, then do that, you know? Have, okay, let me, let me, guess what? They'll make it a two-character show it's soon early, enough. It's early Family Matters, Steve Urkel, when he wasn't the focus yet, but every episode where he appeared was the one that everyone remembered. I'm going to be honest, this is not a reference I can get into, but, <laughs> you know, uh, Sloane, does that work for you? Yeah, that works for me. Okay. Yeah, listen, I I didn't have a TV when I was growing up, so I was... Um, well, so we had a TV, we just didn't have, like, cable or whatever, so... I watch reruns and VHS stuff at my grandma's house a lot because she babysat me when both my parents were working. No, no, and... I, I just think Family Matters is not a show that I ever crossed out over here. I don't think like there's very there's there's like only the biggest of like US sitcoms feels like it made its way over here. Like, yeah, you you know what? Yeah. I I don't think you missed that much. I think any <laughs> <laughs> you know, looking back from a 2022 perspective, I think any TV show. Um, which you know focuses on uh, you know a black family and yet also has cop apologia in it is probably one of the most vile, noxious mixes you can have. But yeah, yeah the nineties. Um, also, the only Jilly or why I need is uh, is him as Sonic. So I'm, I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. He was a good Sonic. I, I like yes. I like him as Sonic. Got a speed yeah. kid. Um, That's no good. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it sure is. Just like this episode. If Digimon Frontier, if you if someone tries to get you to watch Digimon Frontier, that's no good. <laughs> you have to tell someone. <laughs> tell your parents. Oh, <laughs> appropriating <laughs> fucking child molestation PSAs to talk about this bad anime. Well, you know, it kind of brought it upon itself if you think about it. <laughs> um, some of the some of the episodes we've had to had to watch. So, um. And you know, you know what I'm getting at. Beach episode. I, yeah. I know what you're getting at. Yeah. I just, I just wanted you to say it. Yeah. Um, I just wanted you not to say it. <laughs> um, well, I didn't want to see it, but there we go. Um, emails. Mina, if someone has an email to send in, maybe about the the deep cinematic depths of the Trailmon Graveyard episode. 
Where can they send that into? Um, so yeah, if you want to send us your essays as to why we're we're total shitheads that don't appreciate the mad genius of um, Akatsuki Son's Trailmon Opus, um, you can send those into diginovacast at gmail.com. That's D-I-G-I Novacast at gmail.com. Or you can head on over to our Twitter, which is spelled the same way, at Diginovacast. And uh, yeah, just give us like your your thoughts, your comments, your experiences, your memories, anything except for like you know phishing scams, butthole pics, or um, invitations to hot dates that'll steal our identities because we have we have received all stuff. those. Yeah, we not no never again, never again. Yeah, I'm trying to think what what characters in the show. I want to leave out like. I was going to maybe say like JP or someone, but I I think maybe stay away from like the minor characters. But who would who would like fall for that in Digimon? Like out of the shows <laughs> we've seen, because I kind of want to say Yamaki. JP but... as, adult, as an adult would fall for all of those. <laughs> yeah, JP as an adult definitely. I kind of want to say Yamaki, but he's too tech savvy, so maybe not. <laughs> but otherwise, he would. He has I a think... girlfriend, so he doesn't even need half those things. Hmm. What about Matt's dad? <laughs> I, lo- I love yeah, the idea of Matt's dad being in that one Tumblr post where it's like, out of the way, Gable, I'm about to get it. <laughs> 20 seconds later, <laughs> my identity's been stolen. Yeah, that's okay. That's definitely Matt's dad. <laughs> 100%. Hiroaki Ishida, a true king. Oh, man. <laughs> I miss him. I miss him very much, yes. Rest in peace. No, he's, he's fast. Sometimes I, can, sometimes I can still hear his terrible eggs. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, Mina, what have you been up to since we last recorded, and where can we find you? Uh, so, I am on Twitter at ScraftyDevil. Um, my recent obsession has been uh, AI, the Somnium Files, dash the Nirvana Initiative, which I imagine is going to be the same for a lot of people who watch this show, because or listen to this show, rather, because we... And who you know, we tend to attract show. a certain type of Yeah, we tend to attract a certain type of audience who have very good taste and cool opinions. Um... Yeah, so the, for those of you who don't know or are unaware, um, the Nirvana Initiative is a sequel to the really surprisingly good um, 2019 mystery game, kind of visual novel hybrid, uh, AI The Somnium Files. And I just, so the game came out like last month, like a couple weeks ago, and I spent pretty much all of my like free gaming time beating this game because I was like, I was drawn in so hard. We didn't record last week because Mina said, fuck off, I'm playing AI. The sun. <laughs> no, no, unfortunately, <laughs> I, was, okay. I was very ill last week. Um, not with COVID, just with standard standard icky sickness. Ill with um, AI maintenance. Sorry, don't carry on. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, dead tired of not playing AI. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's, that's a joke. That's there a joke. Thank you. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, it, it's it's great. It's it's super good. I, I don't know how what else to say aside from it's super good because I don't want to spoil the first game either. Um, don't listen to Uchikoshi, who you know the the game's writer and creator, who said you could play this game without playing the first game. Um, you will have a much lesser experience <laughs> if you haven't played the original. Yeah. Um, so yeah, give it. Please please give this a look if you if you have the time slash budget. Um, I really want them to make more games in this franchise. Like it feels like. The AI games are more of a, a critical and financial hit than the Zero Escape games were, which like the Zero Escape games were such a flop, unfortunately, that we we only barely got a sequel, like a third sequel, and only because um, they gave them the budget of like 
you know, a, a Taco Bell order <laughs> to make an entire game. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, I'm really happy to see that these games are doing better. I hope that they can keep making these games. I would not at all mind a third one. Um. Yeah, it's it's hard to say what's good about it without, you know getting into plot stuff, but it's really good if you like character writing. This game's got amazing character writing. If you like, um, you know, if you like amazing mysteries, this game's got one of the most compelling mysteries I've ever seen. If you like meaningful narratives, like this, I don't like saying this because it sounds pretentious. This is probably one of the smartest games I've ever played in terms of, like, what it's trying to say and some of the concepts it plays with. Um, yeah. I feel like a lot of stuff, including, including you know, Digimon Frontier, uses a lot of um you know religious imagery and it, like aesthetics purely as aesthetics like it doesn't have any deeper meaning behind it hell um Hideaki Anno the creator of Neon Genesis Evangelion even said um in an interview that he the main reason why he used Christian uh mythology and in symbolism is not because he was trying to like you know allude to a higher purpose but just because he he thought it looked cool <laughs> which you know totally valid Go off, King. I love your series a lot. Um, but the stuff that Nirvana Initiative does with Hinduism in specific, like, it's really, really fascinating. It's It feels like this is one of the best researched games I've played in a long time, and it's, it's great. They, <laughs> Uch- they play with some... Yeah, definitely. Uchikoshi, Uchikoshi yeah. is definitely the kind of guy who will, like, spend, and like, going down a Wikipedia hole until, like, 2am, and then he'll put, like, 90% of the stuff he read in into the, his next game. Like oh absolutely yeah, the, yeah. he he hyperfixates on one topic and then that's the core of his next game absolutely like he he it feels like okay so like previously for AI the Somnium Files the first game he like someone told him on Twitter about the Berenstein Bears thing uh and uh, the Mandela effect yeah and and then he like had, I almost spit out my water so he literally had the, <laughs> you he, you nearly owed me a lot of money Tom <laughs> he he literally um put that in the game like you has the characters talking about it and i forget if it even comes up or whatever in that game i think it does but like um yeah. there's so much going on in that first game he, um he does that for for every game he's made like even in, in 999 yeah. and you know vlr and whatever characters will just suddenly talk like hey have you ever heard of toxoplasmosis yeah <laughs> and it's it's great there's there is a part in vlr sorry not vlr in zero time dilemma where the, the the characters like are doing something really important, and they stop dead in their tracks to discuss the ethics of Back to the Future for about <laughs> fifteen minutes, and it is unironically one of the best scenes in the entire game. No one um, in the Zero Escape games talks like a human, and it's great. Yeah, yeah I love I love Uchikoshi's writing style a lot, and that's, it really shines through in Nirvana Initiative. That's why, yeah, that's why I honestly think the AI get the AI games are better, like because the characters in these are written a lot more naturally and like there's a lot more emphasis placed on the actual relationships between the other characters and so on like that rather than just like the core mystery which i feel like it, they were written differently and paced differently so it worked but like in in 999 uh which is the only one of those I played i should play vlr i know um oh yeah yeah, yeah. vlr is my you favorite need to play it you need to play but it even after having played Nirvana, yeah. i think vlr still might be my favorite game of his it's so good so 999 it, 999 was very much like just caught on the like the sort of horror show as, aspect of everything that's going on and i mean I, yeah i think it's like yeah. you said the context is different in in ai you know it is characters trying to solve a mystery at their leisure and takes place across like about a week and a half um in game like in game time um 
you know, nine and nine, as the game, as the, the name suggests, takes place across you know a nine hours. Like it's a yeah. very hyper compressed time frame. Yeah. Whereas so it's like if, all across all across Tokyo, uh, or wherever it's meant to be, um, uh, you know, multiple locations, like multiple characters from different walks of life, and you know, in this game, you've got multiple playable characters. So it's just, um, yeah, it's. Yeah, like multiple play- playable characters across two eras of of game, which is really cool. <laughs> yeah, two eras and a bunch of different timelines, and oh my god, I, my head hurts thinking about the flowchart. I've not really dig- dug into it properly, but the fact that you've got like a whole like technically of like ninety percent of what I've played so far has been in flashback, and yet there's different routes <laughs> and so on. Like that's just batshit. But I know it's going to work because. Well, everyone said that it works, and also it worked in the first game. So, yeah. yeah. So, like the the my 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 most glowing recommendation for Nirvana Initiative is that um, people on Twitter are very upset about uh, its main twist, <laughs> and that's the best pitch I have for it. Oh, I've not even seen that. So uh, the, the only the, the only like conversation I've seen around this game comes from like, well, you mean uh, you Sloan, other people. You know, friends basically. Yeah. So well, like, okay. So I, yeah. I had every like AI tag and term muted until I finished the game, so I didn't see any discussion of it. I, I deliberately searched it out afterwards, just to, just to edge my own curiosity. And it's yeah, like pe- there are people who are fucking pissed about the way this game tells its story, which oh, is really yeah. really funny, considering I think that it's one of the smartest, like like I said, one of the smartest games I've ever played. I can only so not not to get pretentious, but maybe they just don't get it. I mean, I yeah, I I can see I can see where it's co- I can sort of see where it might be going. So I'm I'm sort of interested in seeing like the the switch to finally flick or whatever it needs to do to figure it out. But I, I, my mind's already racing with theories about like what the hell is going on with those yeah. Killings. So, so you you remember, you both remember I I shared my theories with with you um about the, the first game when I was playing it back in February of this year. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I I honestly um, call, but yeah, go on. Yeah, so like mo- I not to like toot my own horn, but I most of my theories ended up being if not correct, like in the vicinity of being correct, like I was in the right on the right track. Um I had no fucking clue for this game like i i was <laughs> yeah, caught here. entirely by surprise by the twists and that was so nice to experience like just being in the dark and even when i thought i understood things like getting blindsided at the last minute it was great it was this game is so weird and like like i said the the the, the big twist in it seems to have pissed people off but you know perhaps people who were going into it with certain preconceived notions or who don't understand Utakoshi as a writer very well. <laughs> so I don't even I, the fact that this game got even got a sequel in the first place is just wild to me. Like so and the fact that they brought back Uchikoshi is like it means he had a story to tell. And you know, he's not yeah. he's not like, hey we're gonna make another one of these. Um do you want to like write the plot for it? it uh, maybe that is what happened, but it doesn't feel like and, and that's kind of what I thought happened originally, but now that I'm playing the game it doesn't feel like that. It feels like Uchikoshi kind of was kind of like, you know, maybe he'd said something beforehand while the first game was still in development or what, but I, I don't know. But it feels like he, they were, that he presented his idea for the plot and then they were like, let's do it. Uh, and then obviously the first game did well enough to justify it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And like there there is stuff in this game that make it clear that the sequel was not planned from the start. Like they do have to make some some mild retcons to stuff that happened in the first game. Uh, I think you've already seen some of that, uh, Tom, like early in the game. Um, I think so. Honestly, like there's so much going on in that first game that when he does the thing at the beginning to like check if you played the first game or not, I like completely failed it, and then I was just like, okay, fuck this, and started over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no. Both me, my sister, and my brother-in-law were all googling like yeah. on the fly to make sure we had it Which right. Which is terrifying because I was just like, "Please do not fucking spoil the game for me." Oh my god, I just want spoilers for the old game, not the new one. Um, but I, I, I thankfully managed to find what I was looking for. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like, it was obviously never intended to make a sequel to the original game. Like the original is very self-contained, and, um. Like, the, the stuff that they made, uh, like, the, the changes they had to make to make the second game's story work are understandable. Um, but I think it's incredible that even even with that knowledge that they did not, you know, write the first game with a sequel in mind, that the sequel still manages to build off of the first in such an interesting and compelling way. I think that's, like, the best, the best thing a story can be is compelling. Even if a story is, like, clunky or awkward or... You know, maybe it doesn't hit every mark. As long as it's compelling, it makes you think a lot. and makes you, like, you know, the kind of thing that sticks with you long after you've beaten it because you can't stop thinking about, like, the characters and, and themes. That's a good story. Yeah, the That's my opinion. The characters is good. I, w- I will say, like, this is a game with very... <sighs> okay, one of, the, one of the new characters they introduce, which is, like, your AI companion, is, like, basically... Um... The design doc probably just said "big titty milf" in like capital letters, um, because remember how yeah. English Twitter taught Uchikoshi about the phrase "dommy mommy." Yeah, well, that's that's exactly what he did here. Um, he, he made that <laughs> character, or you know, he got Kuzaki to make the character for him. Um, but he like, but that, that's a great character. Like, um, she just happens to look that way. <laughs> so you know, whatever. Um, she was drawn that way. Yeah, you could say. Um. So yeah, it's it's there was things on the surface of the game which may put certain people off, uh, but do not be put off. It's it's good. Yeah, stick stick with it, please. Yeah. They're yeah. good. I promise. I promise. <laughs> yeah. Also, I just generally think um, uh, Kazaki is like a fantastic artist and is like one of the best in the game today. And yeah, the, he kills it. He kills it whatever he does. Dude made dude did the fucking designs for No More Heroes. He can do no wrong. Yeah, he's been doing No More Heroes. He's done some. What's he doing stuff at Overwatch? Fire lately. Emblem. Yeah, Fire Emblem, Pokemon Go, which is fun. Um, he just put out a new piece for like the game's sixth anniversary, and it's it's really cool seeing him draw Pokemon. Like that's that's really fun. And like some of the character designs he's done for that game are pretty like uh, fun for uh, you know compared to the normal series. So that's cool. Um, yeah, he, he's he's doing it, and I'm glad he stuck around for this. Because like he didn't stick around for like you know, uh, like he wasn't on New More Heroes Three, which I thought kind of was kind of disappointing. For example, he, he did the the box art for the upcoming um, PS5 and PC versions, though, uh, which is which is rad. Okay, yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. That might mean more of a pseudo thing then, maybe because I know he was like really hot on like the guy who drew the boys, like <laughs> the comic book, which. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I guess. <laughs> Fair I mean, like, so No More Heroes 3 is a weird example because I don't think any two bosses were designed by the same person. True, yeah. Like, that's that game has, like, six or seven different artists on it. That's definitely, yeah, that's, like, one of the classic, like, things that a lot of devs love doing when they can is having a whole shitload of artists come on, even if it makes no sense. 
looking at Uzana, yeah, and Uzana it, Blade it, it too. Totally, it totally does work for for No More Heroes Three. Yeah. The bosses are supposed to be this really eclectic, uh, diverse group of, of alien warlords and whatever. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it is it is really funny though that like the every single boss looks like they came from a different game, and that was definitely the intention. There's some fun stuff in that game, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I have talked. This is technically technically my turn. Tom, uh, what have you been up to? Where can we find you? Sorry, I've, I kind of monopolized the conversation. No, it's fine time. because I've been playing AI as well, so it's kind of like the thing I was going to talk about. So, yeah, I kind of dovetails <laughs> together. Probably you as well, Sloan, I imagine. <laughs> is, that, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's. Uh, yeah, but no, you can find me on Twitter at Cold Man Heart. Uh, I've been playing AI, yes, and enjoying it, but nowhere near as far as um, the other two because. Uh, thank you, delay to the European version. Um, I still can't believe that happened. That's that's I've I've never I haven't heard of a delay like that severe in a long, long time. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the yeah. publisher over here is called it's called like Numb School Games. Like, I've never seen a single thing they do other than publish the AI and this new AI game. Like, they must do <laughs> they must do other stuff, but I've just not heard of them in any capacity. So, I'm guessing they're a small outfit. Um, I feel like everything in Europe gets distributed via um, fucking Embracer Group or whatever it is. So um, everything comes through the same channel. So whatever, you know, it's fine. Um, I technically got the game a few days early, but couldn't even play it because life. So uh, yeah, so I've been playing that and enjoying it a whole lot. Catching up on games done quick runs. I, I've, I've really enjoyed what I've seen so far out of, the, out of this year's summer games done quick. So that's been really good. Yeah, that's always fun. Um, and um, I got Klonoa as well, but I haven't played it yet because I've been playing AI. My son. Yeah, Klonoa is real and he is our friend. And <laughs> <So, laughs> just tweeted. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying that. Um, but yeah, not 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 a lot else. Um, I started cycling, just as like a non-video nice. game thing. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, start, I started doing that to work. Um, and how, uh, yeah. how long is your commute? Uh, how long is it to work, or how long yeah, is like, like how, my commute? Yeah, like how 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 long is your your it's daily like half ride? Now. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah, that's that's fun cycling on the road. Um, trying making sure you don't have some asshole come out of nowhere and run you over. Um, generally, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something that would that would that would uh, stress me out. I think the part where I had to like, you know, I have my commute home was getting to be bit unbearable because it was like very i had to wait quite a while after work ended to like get my bus it was like i i, I finished work at five and this is going to i have to wait till like you know the, the next bus home is at like 20 to 6 and i'm just like fuck. even though it's like you know I, that bus will get me home for six o'clock like it's not even that long a bus ride it's just oh my god uh, anyway yeah. so I, complete night. I, I had the worst of both worlds with my my last office job because it was it was both of them. It was you know a long bus ride and the bus didn't arrive for like uh, half an hour after I got off of work. Yeah, it's, it's crap. So, so I ended up um, doing investing in a bike and took me a while to actually start getting out there on the road. Um, oh, I ended up having to do a course or something, which thankfully the thankfully they do for free um and thank you manchester <laughs> having decent like services um but uh yeah I've, I've been out on the roads and it's interesting so it's uh it's 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 fun and also hopefully let me shed a few pounds <laughs> so um that's uh yeah that's what's that's what i've been up to um so yeah sloan where can we find you and what have you been up to 
You can find me at Sloan Rosette. I too played AI The Somnium Files of the Nirvana Initiative. I beat it. I think it's also a very good 10 out of 10 game. There are some aspects of the first one I like more. Um, I'm not going to get into it too much. But overall, like this game is so much improved in terms of like, puzzles, just general game design, the way that the narrative design works and how they uh, display and go about unfolding the narrative in a video game is... I wouldn't say unprecedented, but it is definitely like top tier. Like I feel like this is a game you could definitely study if you wanted to learn like about game design and narrative design, and you would get so much out of it. Like I definitely want to go over this game and like the some of the somniums with like a fine tooth comb at some point, just to be like, okay, like what can I sort of glean from this? There's, it's a very smartly designed in like ninety nine point eight percent of the cases of of this game, and like I only have like the smallest issues. Switch performance is pretty rough, but um. So was the first one, sadly, so what can you do, honestly? Yeah, I found it to be not ideal, but, you know, it's it, it's been it's been fine, but, like, yeah, I, I feel like it could run better. That's the kind of, it's one of those annoying games where, like, I really wish it ran better, and I don't honestly see why it needs to run as, as poorly as it does. Like, I, I yeah, think they could have made some, it run better. some really rough parts. I honestly think with games like this, they should be developing with the Switch in mind, and then all the other versions can be, like, super fancy or whatever, but... Yeah. I don't... Yeah, I don't know. And, uh... Besides that, I'm still stuck on that Dragon's Dogma grind. I'm, like, 60% of the way through, like, the main story right now, and I'm really enjoying it. I've maxed two vocations. I'm working on a new one. That game is just... It's so fun to just, like, chill out with and just be like... Let me hear my pawns talk about how wolves ill like fire. Uh, let me let me know that uh, that goblins are 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 dangerous because that one has a horn, so it's the leader. Hobgoblins are stronger than uh, a normal goblin. And let me just do some. Let me climb on enemies and just beat them up and just summon giant tornadoes to kill griffins. That's all I want. I can't wait for Dragon's Dogma Two, y'all. That's gonna be. If that's not the best seven out of ten game of this generation, I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> I mean, Digimon, Digimon Survive might end up being the best seven out of ten game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I mean, at it. this point, I don't think Capcom will make seven out of ten games, except like probably Exo Primal looks like it would be a very strong seven out of ten game. That looks like a that looks like a, probably like a six out of ten playing by yourself, and then like what maybe like an eight out of ten, nine out of ten playing with other people. Hey, I don't I'll know. still take that. We, yeah. We as a society need more six and sevens out of tens. Yes, she's that's a seven. All I want. She's a seven, and that's great. Yeah, she's uh, a seven. Yeah, and she was designed by Capcom. <laughs> yes, and she was designed by Hideaki Itsuno, <laughs> who who is back, by the way. Um, that yeah. just means she's an eleven. She's a seven eleven. Getting my Slurpee on. Would you Would you like Next a job? Bit. Would you like a job as EA's uh, community manager? <laughs> Yeah, I would. <laughs> I can tweet dumb stuff all day. I already yeah. do for no money. <laughs> yeah, Dragon's Dogma good. I played the Klonoa demo. Um, I really don't... Uh, I don't like how they took away like the really nice like outlines on the character models from Klonoa 2. It bothers me. Yeah. I need to see it for myself. Yeah, the issue is this feels like a very like sort of like late it's like HD like up res type of thing like where like they crank the bloom up all the way like I'm kind of like 
saddened by like how maybe they put more effort into it. I don't know. I only put the the demo only gave like three levels. One of them was for one only one for Chrono Two. But some of like the the graphical choices in terms of like just cranking up the lighting and the bloom feel very like of like the last like two generations ago, like when we were first doing HD stuff. You know. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it, they've clearly made some choices on that, and I kind of do think the Wii version of like so the the Wii remake of Klonoa One is like it has that same kind of problem that I think a lot of Wii games have, and like I usually point to like Super Smash Bros. Brawl as like an example of this, where like it's very sort of it's a little more drab than it probably needs to be. Like it, yeah, that original game and like uh, is very colorful. And the PS2 game as well. And the Wii game is kind of like more muted, I find. Um, bloom, you know, just cranking up the bloom or whatever isn't, isn't really like a solution to that per se, but it's a step in the right direction, I suppose. Like, Clonoa should be very bright um, yeah. and, and colorful and so on. So. I just think it's a little too bright. And sure. gosh, it makes me sad that we won't see like the, the PS1 version is so gorgeous in how it looks because it's got like, like the, the oh, sort yeah. of like faux 3d backgrounds with like the with like the 2d sprites it looks incredible like i i saw that one because i my first time playing the first game was on the wii um and i saw someone play through it and like some like the way like the bosses are designed like of like how like the the like the sort of 3d nature of like going into the background and out and some bosses stuff it just looks so great and i'm like man like i wish we could get that like that game is like fantastic but yeah, I, I want to get Klonoa, and one day I, one day my son will return home from the war. Yeah, this is very much in the category of like, kind of like with Digimon Survive, to be honest, where it's kind of like, I could probably have a lot more like, you know, specific or um, pointed like critiques or whatever, but I think I'm just happy to have the thing. <laughs> and like, You're just happy to have Klonoa? Because or... I probably shouldn't, you know, by all odds, I probably shouldn't have it, but here we are. So also, I, I really, I really want to get the Klonoa collection eventually. The only, the only experience with Klonoa I have is playing the remake of the original on Wii, which everyone now says is like really bad and not the best way to experience those games. So. But this is this is what's in this collection. Like that, that is yeah. this oh, is a mod- a modified version of that remake. Oh, yeah. so yeah. it has all the it has the shitty English dub then. Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, Maybe I don't know about that, but the original I mean, game. Didn't Every bit. character still speaks in like their Phantomilia and like gibberish, okay. which is great. Because yeah, yeah, the Wii version had like very underwhelming voice acting, and people basically said, "Oh, if you if you played, you know, if you played this one, then you you didn't actually experience it or whatever." Yeah, yeah. No, as far as I know, it's it's them doing like their silly little gibberish animal sounds. Yeah, as long as you're not playing like Klonoa volleyball and GBA or something, I think you're probably gonna get in Klonoa. To, to get why people like it <laughs> whatever you're yeah, playing so, I enjoyed it back when I played it in like 2008, 2009, whenever that was yeah yeah. so that's really been it for me next week we will have episodes 32 through 33 I think we're going to get some more plot stuff and some more cool giant evil birds and I'm excited we can only, we can only hope I, I hope <laughs> yes. we get more Episode 30 likes and less episode 31 likes. I'm excited to catch up to the plot. Um, (laughs) Sorry, catch up to Takuya uh, and then he can catch up to Koji who will then catch up to the plot. And then we can catch up to the plot. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. Yeah, Yeah. so 
This has been the Novacast, and thank you for listening. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone.